And welcome to episode 97 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. Yes, this is another blast from the past. An old friend coming back in for, uh, well, let's hope I'm here for a little longer than I was last time. My name's Jody. I am hosting this evening and I have two of the most beautiful gentlemen, uh, heresy enthusiasts, heresy apologists, one who is actually the, the guy who killed heresy, apparently. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. As we go along. So sitting to my left, as always, in our virtual studio, um, tonight, tomorrow, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, is the one and only Mr. Christopher Sat. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I do prefer Moon-Faced Assassin of Joy, myself. Moon-Faced Assassin uh, yeah. of Joy? I'll, I'll make yeah. a note in my pad for you, mate. I'll make sure I've got that written down for next time, okay? I'm so sore in my arms. It's stabbing hairs in the back repeatedly. It really gets it out of you. See, this is me thinking you carry you, you were carrying heresy, but what you're actually doing is carrying it to the edge of the cliff and then yeeting it off. Yeah, you know, like that meme picture. Yeah, like just executing heresy along with Warhammer Fantasy, which also played and died, and well, original Necromunda, which also died. Yeah, and uh, let, let, so, uh, did actually that's the point. Didn't they kill the old world about the same time you started playing it? Uh, no, they actually killed it just as I stopped. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm. Or, I don't know. or 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 did I, get, did I did I get out early to sell my models? Ooh. At least you weren't the dark elf dude who set them on fire. I mean, I mean, please, PMS or what? I mean, you know back what? Off I, that. I sort of have a begrudging respect for that guy, like the sheer angry nerdness of him. I, 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 yes, but then the broke poor person in me goes, "You could have sold that all on eBay oh, yeah. for something." Oh, I, yeah. Actually, I I would love someone to take that clip and then and then you know, impose like the emperor's voice. It's like yes, yes, use your anger, <laughs> use your heretic, burn the heretic. <laughs> yeah. But but otherwise, I'm like good. I'm finishing up the last of my emperor's children stuff for my shadow legions. I'm doing like two more apothecaries and uh, I know it's been, dude. I know it's been a while, but reel the hobby talk back in. We're going to okay, get okay. there in a minute. Come on. I know I it, it has been it, a long time since I've been here. I appreciate that. I put it back in my pants. your ejaculation from this guy. I yeah, well, I would crack the whip, but I know at least one of you would enjoy it. Yeah. Two of us. Anyway, uh, and on my right, as always, uh, atop the, the, uh, the throne that is built on beer and pretzels and the tears of his enemies and the tears of his wallet when he goes on a shopping spree, is the <laughs> one and the only, the man, the myth, and the legend, Mr. Freddy. How are you doing, brother? Can't complain, can't complain. Uh, I just uh, received are the package. Are you sure you home? can't complain? We play heresy. Uh, we can complain can. about fucking everything. Because <laughs> I'm over 40 now. I'm allowed to at least three to four hours of complaining a day. I didn't know that. Oh. Like, once you turn, like, middle age, you got, like, this card that says, now you're allowed to complain about everything. Yeah, you're also allowed to crack all your joints as soon as you move. And also, you need to do that sound. Wherever Jesus, every time I, I've, like, I've been waiting for that card to that card's been delayed in the post for the last seven years for me. Then fuck yeah. me, I'm not even forty yet. I'm curious, Freddy. All that fucking whinging you did before forty what was that about warm up? Yeah, that was just me. Like I, I like to do my groundwork in my research, so oh, I right. want to make sure that I provide like the best 
type of uh, middle-aged white male uh, grumpy cantankerous bastard. Yeah, uh-huh. I respect that. I respect the yeah. attention to detail, man. I really do. Yeah, like he's holding his craft. Big, like game recognizes yeah. game. A, a big shout out to Pelado that he's uh, been a good mentor when it comes to being grumpy yeah. and, and middle-aged and white. So you know, what is I mean, like? Two, that, is that, he is he two months older than you or what? No, he's well. He is. Uh, what is it like? He's uh, six months older than me, like <laughs> biologically, but psychologically, he's at least twenty to twenty, twenty to thirty years older than me. Yeah, so you're late sixties. Yeah. yeah, and Freddie, you're half a decade older than me. <laughs> Mate, you're already dead. I don't understand. <laughs> you, well, well, you have been dead inside since you the day you actually you know exited the womb. But on the other side, that's why you killed Heresy. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Actually, I, f- I think I died the first time I picked up my second edition box of Space Marines and paid them Ultramarine. And I had to ask my mom when I was seven to do the eyes because I couldn't do the eyes on the sergeant. I died on that day and I might never have nobody could Nobody could do the eyes on the sergeant. Don't you give me that bullshit. That's a, <laughs> that's a crappy excuse, man. Nobody could do that. Yes, Nobody. but did you did you fold so hard you asked your mom to do it for you because you knew she could no. paint? <laughs> no, we I asked have my dad to be fair. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see. that's okay. That's okay. But, you know, <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, we have something that's called self-respect. We're not, we are not. We don't load ourselves. Like, uh, we, we do respect ourselves. And we, now, we to kinda, those of you yeah. at home who are trying to keep up with why one is okay, not the other, here's a general rule of thumb. If I'm doing it, it's ostensibly the worst source of treachery, the worst blackguard, braggart idiocy you could do. But if anyone else does it, it's pretty cool. It's actually okay. Then it's okay. Like yeah, if Jody asked, asked his mom, it's okay. But, you know, Christopher... <laughs> if Jody asked his mom, he's an open-minded default. feminist who has embraced yeah. the ideals of the new age. Finally, exactly. game recognizes game. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's about time. I appreciate this. Single ladies out there, Jody's on the prowl. If it's um, Christopher, no. <laughs> it's just one more notch on his belt on the way to ruin heresy. Yeah. That's just that is. It's all I ruined heresy officially like 18 <laughs> years before heresy was even a game. Exactly. That's where yeah. like, you know, the the first steps were taken. I do in have, Hush- I do have, yeah. I gotta, sorry, I gotta, I've got to jump in. I do have one random conspiracy theory. You're going to have to hear me out on this. Oh yeah, let's hear it, let's hear it. Christopher yes. is not a complete, inca- uh, complete idiot trying to kill heresy. He is the current incarnation of the Emperor having a hard time seeing where his future mistakes are going to be. Mm. That's why he's trying to kill heresy. You know too much. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I've missed you guys. <laughs> like, Wait, what, where was the Emperor born? Is it like Himalai or is he have... now? Was that the I... mentor fluff from like third edition? I don't know, shitty suburb of Stockholm, <laughs> Himalayas, whatever, same shit, you know. No, because I wasn't in 40k then, but like the original thing was about the mentors, right? How, like he he was the, we, he was the oh, composite shaman. Stop! We'll stop ruining something else. I'm gonna use that as a cheeky segue. A, you idiot! I have not been introduced. B, we have not done news. We have not done hobby progress. We not have introducing you, Freddy, is doing the world a service that has long been no. omitted. All right, ladies, I, I've been back I, for five minutes and it's already gone off the rails. I'm very proud. We're just, just fighting for your attention, Jody. 
This is just... You're welcome. Just keep going. <laughs> this is the best ego boost I've had all year, believe me. This, this is <laughs> well, just like... Short of, this is, short of talking with Freddie uh, about book one, because that was amazing. Yeah. This is like daddy um, coming home and the kids wrestling about, I'm going to show him my drawing. No, I made something in Woodscraft for him. Not the first time I've been called daddy, but it will probably be the last. <laughs> well, to be honest, Jody, it's like the only time you got attention this year, so... It is true. It is, unless you count surgeons, but then technically that was their job, so it wasn't really attention. It was well, this more, is Sweden, we, so it's guy, more like a hobby. Yeah, well, if they, it's more a case of this guy dies on a table, it's going to look bad. We better make sure he makes it through. Anyway, let's not jump into that, but let's, let's do this. Let's jump in and actually, briefly, we're going to talk tonight. Our main topic is fluff. Am I right? We're going to talk about... Yep story and yes. um, not maybe not one particular story but i'm sure we'll all pull out favorites but we're going to talk about heresy in general where you know from the the good old days of of one paragraph that led to all of this put it that way um and we're going to cover our favorite parts we're going to chat fluff um yeah. tonight you guys i hope you guys have got stuff in mind that you actually want to talk about oh you know I, I know, do. I know, Freddie. I know. It's just like goading a bull. I know you've got stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do. And actually, I think it's perfect because we're like the fries of Hecate. We're like the maiden, oh. mother, and crone. No points for guessing who's the crone, Freddie. It's you. Uh, <sighs> because I got into like heresy way I'm later than you hang guys. On, hang on, hang on, Chris. Stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. How is any gonna, anybody going to believe either you or I are a maiden? I mean, well, seriously. I mean, if you want to go into like the Celtic mythology of it, of the Morigu, the Maiden is just the most Morrigan. inexperienced. Thank you very much. Uh, the A to the U is very weird in the Celtic pronunciation because it's not really a, a written language. Anyway, it's, so... We're, going, we're not going back to the Scrabble Man playing in a cave about, <laughs> yeah. about Celtic languages yet. So basically, we'll the Maiden later. is just the most naive or junior Maiden of the Coven. So that would be me, I guess. That's you. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes me the most... That's just weird. Yeah, I'll you're like... You're like the sagely father figure, and Freddy's like the bitter old crone waving his fists as people not using Mark Free. I don't know about you, Freddy. I feel both attacked and seen at the same time. Apparently, that's the parental experience. You, you, you learn, you learn how to turn him off. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone's turned him on. Yeah, if there's anything, Freddy's an expert is turning people off. I've yeah, seen him. Like, no, I've seen some, I, no, I've seen. I've seen his macarius. I'm very sure he can turn people on. I've seen him dancing. I'm pretty sure he can turn women off. Touche. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about fluff tonight. If I ever um, go missing, check out Freddy first. If you ever go missing, if it's Freddy, no one will know. No, that's um, right. If you ever see Christopher, let us know because he's never there. So. <laughs> oh. Do you even game? I don't know, bro. Do you even game, bro? <laughs> you know what? I, I anticipated this. I've actually got five people who I played at Scandus, who I took pictures with, and I've got the references, though. So I'll fucking invite them for the next episode. That, I'm proud you do of a you, man. And we have the cover for this episode. Yeah, but it was I told you, Freddie, it was definitely worth put, investing in that six-foot um, six tall mirror in front of that gaming table. I told you to keep him busy all the time. So, anyway... Well. Imaginary friends <laughs> I've and, and an introduction later. So, do you have any, like, uh, well, follow us on Instagram, uh, yes. Facebook, email us if you want something, or just PM us on yep. Messenger. It's all good. We've, but don't have, have we've got been... loads of, oh, hang on, I was going to say, don't forget, we've got loads of, um, if you go onto our Facebook, pay, our Facebook page and our Facebook group, 
which you can find just by searching your name. You can find loads of free uh, PDFs on special units and all the cool stuff we've been putting out for the past few years as well. Cool so stuff. everybody knows and I, I don't know, for some reason, uh, after uh, our last episode, when we talked about Scandus and stuff, yep. uh, I've had heaps of people ask me about the cards, considering that the cards are back on the table for next year. Like, how do we yeah. get can we get hold of cards? Can we order cards? Uh, where are the cards? Show me the cards. And we should on get our JP on for this. Yeah, JP. On our Facebook page, there is actually a link to the guys that the like the company that prints our cards. Like we have nothing to do with it; just go there and order them because I've made them available to whoever. Like, not we don't even copyright them or whatever. It's just whatever mm. whoever wants them, just pay them ten bucks or whatever it costs to get the packet of cards. So it's right nice. there for people that want to have awesome. all, those strategic missions. I know, like our strategic cards. I know they are super popular, especially down under. Uh, for like the Centurion cards, I know they are also super popular. Like for the special city fights, uh, Centurion uh, campaign cards, they're super popular. Uh, for people that actually play strategic objectives, you know, Good back in you. the day in Seventh Ed, uh, it's actually I find it. I played since Scandus. I played one or two games just because I'm play testing a little bit for Scandus 2022. And I found it super refreshing to go back and play those strategic objectives, especially with the heresy deck, because it's kind of thematic and fun, and with the special legion rules for it, because we're going to tweak them. Because uh, we never went back and played that type of games again after we did Scandis. Was it seventeen? Yeah, I think it was. I yeah, was it was it the last one? Was it seventeen or sixteen? Yeah, I think it was. Six, well, I think well, it was seventeen because then we had eighteen, which was the big table yeah. with the wall. Well, because we did the strategic uh, objectives cards mm-hmm. uh, or tactical objectives, uh, tactical objective cards, and we did the special legion traits. And I, I got like a bunch of feedback, and I actually found it on my work computer where we had like people said like, "Oh, these legion traits, maybe you should. These are too powerful. These are underpowerful. Uh, these are suggestions to balance them." And and we had like an entire event to play test it, so, which was pretty cool. And I just never updated it, but I'm gonna add that onto the players pack for Scandis 2022. So we're gonna nice. update for for the special uh, tactical objective cards for the different leading traits. Nice job, dude! I'm looking forward to it. It's so, gonna be awesome. Uh, but but the problem is, I've, we have not put that up on our Facebook. So once I actually get the final stuff, it will be in the players pack for for the new Scandis. And we'll we'll just take them out and add them on to like if you want to play tactical objectives, here are special bonuses for legions, solar ox, militia, dark nice. mechanicum, separatists, blah blah blah, all that shit. Very, very nice indeed, my friend. Very nice indeed. I'm and they were pretty busy, so I haven't had time to do all that shit. Like I like I've played some games, but I will do that in hobby progress. I guess life is life, man. We get there. We get there. Um, but yeah, you were about to ask about news, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I Tell mean, me I don't news because I've been off uh, playing army, so I have no idea what the fuck is going on at the Forge of Worlds. I mean, I don't know what you guys talked about on the last episode, but I know that there's been some drops with, um, like, the re-release of the Mark IV Destroyer Squad or uh, the new Rebus Ventanus model that came out or was previewed. Yeah, last time uh, we discussed, I think we discussed the new. No, we didn't even do that. 
Yeah, the new stunts of Harry's Praetor we've covered. Yep. We did not cover Remus Ventanus because we didn't have like anyone interested in Ultramarines, I think. We just briefly discussed on how to make him, I guess, playable for anything except for Ultramarines. Uh, <laughs> there's been a bunch of new Titanicus releases, which oh, nice. I'm very poorly into. Uh, there's book three and book... What is it? Three and five? Seven. Three, three and seven. seven. That's right. Three yeah, which which bummed me out because I'm really after book one and two right now. <laughs> what are you gonna? Yeah, Aren't already out as paperbacks? Uh, no, they've so, been sold out for like ages. You can't yeah. get them for love nor money. Bear in mind that a lot of that stuff, if I remember rightly, is shipping over from somewhere in China. Yeah, and with the global bastard that's going on at the moment, all the supply chains are pretty screwed. So and, and they're getting what they can. Issues. Yeah, there's that too. Let's not talk about that. I would like to make it through to the end of this thing without crying like a child. <laughs> uh, because that very much disappoints me. All right. But yeah, there's a bunch of Titanicus stuff. Did you go, have you guys talked about the um, the new couple of other Praetor releases, like the Ultramarine Praetors and the Imperial yeah. Fist Praetors? Uh, we've talked about the Imperial Fist one, like way back. Yep. We spoke about the Word Bearer one. We have covered the Sons of Horus once. I don't think, you know what? Do you want to talk about Dreamus Ventanus? Because I bet if anybody could do something useful with that, for like for the guys who aren't Ultramarines, it would probably be you, Yodi. <laughs> um, yes, I can talk about him. But I do want to say, one thing I do want to say is there's one model, and only one model that's ever made me consider playing Ultramarines, even just like a kill team of Ultramarines, and that's the Terminator Praetor that they've released with oh, the yeah. big axe. I think that, I, I just want to say personally, on a personal note, that model is fucking gorgeous. Um, I was always as, partial to the Invictorious Suzerains. Uh, as models, yeah. yes. As rules on the battlefield, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> sideways, <laughs> sideways or straight? <laughs> I have lived through contact with them many, many times. Um, <laughs> Initiative-based power axes are not fun. <laughs> well, they are, just not for you. Exactly. <laughs> Who else am I going to be talking about? It's me. I'm t- talking about myself. Good God. Well, I. Well, are you sure we did not talk about him? Because I talked about like the Black Shield dude that I converted using the old uh, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Imperial Batter thing from the. Not the Hellebardiers. Where where the other ones? The one with the big kind of winged. Uh, Oh yeah, I like the Plasticat. Yeah, I think we yeah, did. We just spoke briefly about him. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Chris, what I would do it. It's very simple. I would probably cut out, cut the top of the the standard off above the above the hand, drill in a brass rod so you can mount your own standard up there. Bit of careful knife work. Take out the ultramarine symbols, and you're golden, really. One thing that you should do, Chris that I've been keen on, but I did it with uh, another banner dude back in the day before they had these special banner dudes, is that I would get from uh, Fulgrim's base, there is an awesome, cool uh, uh, top of a banner head. Oh, the yeah, like the, the third Legion one. Yeah. The third Legion and one, then, yeah, that's really and nice. And replace the top one with that one, because there's a lot of bling on, uh, on the actual banner dude. Uh, I would get uh, you could get like pauldrons with the singing head, you know, the head mm-hmm. thingy. And then I will, would get some bits of my palatine blades. Yes, very nice. And then I would uh, uh, kind of pimp them up a little bit. That would look it's pretty actually, cool. It's actually sort of a fun slash sad story because I have, I think, 
five additional Phoenix Terminators and I think four or five additional Palantine Blades because I got a bunch of mucked up ones from Forge World. Because, uh. like, the spears weren't broken. That happens all the time. They were actually shattered. <laughs> so, like, oh, the top of two spears had just been like, I don't know how. It looks like somebody dropped a very specific ball bearing on one point of it. And I sent the picture for Forge World. They were great sports about, like, hey, we're going to send you some new ones. First, I got, like, the default picture. Like, you know, well, you know, with resin products, you are expected to do some self-care. And I sent pictures on there, like, oh, no, that's fucked up. Let me send you some new. <laughs> yeah, I are love you, that. That's customer service for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I use all those bits, and like uh, the the good thing with the Phoenix Terminators is usually like the engravings are pretty thick. So if you have a good scalpel, you can kind of get them off in a nice size. And and the the difference between Fortwell resin and if you get the China shit uh, is that it's a bit more flexible and bendy, which means mm. that you can usually apply that nice and easy. Another thing is you get some uh, green stuff mold. And then do some some of your own resting stuff on top of it. Yeah, I've yeah, seen somebody that do cool. that with like you know all the Phoenix. Ter- well, I think out of five, three have on the left leg grieve. Uh, they have like the open mouth face yet screaming, which obviously is an heraldic reference to the later coming cacophony. But also, it looks like I guess the embossing you see on a pre-Raphaelite uh, pillar. And I've painted yeah. a lot of those. Basically, I took like gold, then I took like what did I do? like a pin wash and then I put like some alcoholic based gold on it and then I put on yeah. some oils and then I just took like a Q-tip so only the reasons that all in. Did I send you your pictures, Freddy? Oh yeah, I've been on yeah. the internet. So I, I've used all of them pretty much the mucked up ones as veteran Terminators because uh, nice. I think I, I could salvage two functional Phoenix Spears and then I gave them like some what is it? Anvil Combi Bolters. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, and, yeah. that. So now I have like 10 Terminators to predict uh, Paul Tarvitz because Scandos doesn't allow ca- named characters. So Paul Tarvitz and he uh, he has a retinue. I'm actually he doesn't you, allow named characters. You just have to be that quicker. Yeah. Yeah, be the first to <laughs> grab them up. Re- Listen, are you asking me read to the read the fucking rules that I'm co-writing? That's a pretty tall yeah. fucking order, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. No, but but seriously, I think like for if you go for the loyalist Scanner Legion post, I think that that banner dude with those items that we suggested would be like awesome, and then give him like one one fancy blade from like the Palatine blades. Yeah, the one yeah, thing or, or, going, or the one give thing him Soul Talvis's yeah. blade that would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the one yeah. thing going against that is that I actually got the Sons of Horus command pack from way back. I was going to use the banner Ooh. for my Night Lords, but I'm just going to use them as is, and I'm going to make him into Herald. I've also got like I guess one Mark IV and one Mark III command squad mm. of recent ones, yeah. so I might use them. You so I might have a herald like... for the Death Guard, the Empress Children, and the Sons Force. Yeah, nice. I use the the Mark II um, uh, command squad for my my herald, like to do with the flag. Well, I tell mm. you what, just popping back to Remus Ventanas for a second. Nice model, like I said, lots to work with. However. We all remember the special uh, limited edition in store, whatever it was. Yeah, Herald yeah. came out. Now that was Remus fucking Ventaras. That was much yeah, better. That that's the one I, I got. called it at the time. That's that was a better model than this. I personally believe. Yeah. Well, everyone I'm... thought it was Remus Ventaras. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they could have just re-released it. It would have been nicer. Um, anyway, yeah. yes. But uh, as far as news is concerned, I mean, we've not got a lot of releases heresy wise. Um, one thing, if you again, if you haven't talked about it, I don't know. The um, 
the special mission packs that are being released on oh, the yeah. community. Those thematic packs that are being released because we've had, uh, let me have a look. We've had Iron Warriors, Imperial Fists, and some, there is somebody, Night Lords, yes. I was going to say there's somebody at home listening to this screaming at me, calling me a f- an idiot or other that words. Might be me, that might it's the Night Lords. Had it not been yeah, the Night well, Lords, I would have no fucking idea. My buddy Frederick's probably screaming at me for forgetting the Night Lords because we talked about it for fucking hours once. So Good yeah, man, Freddy. Good yeah. man, Freddy. But um, yeah, those those three have been released. And hey, shit! The Ursus Claws are back in stock. Sorry. I th- no, it's okay, man. It's okay. I think they're pretty cool. What do you guys think? Have you had a chance to look through them at all, or? Well, I guess it needs to be said. This is for yeah. Freddy at home listening. Fucking Atramantar! God damn it! When are you gonna do it? Here we go! Finally. Atramantar. <laughs> Iago. Yeah, I mean, what honest, is it? Like, honest Iago. Like Twenty of them or something, isn't it? Yeah. And it's yeah. so good. Reunited and it feels so good. Rules wise, they're perfectly they're perfectly serviceable. And I guess the last one was uh, Iron Warriors, right? Like specialist yep. terminators, right? You must have been happy about that. I I'm yes and no. Yes, I love the I love the idea. Um I love the, the options you've got there for them, you know, the heavy weapons, but but you know, Thunder Hammer and their their two attacks base. Nice. You know what I mean? It is it is a solid option, and if you um, you know, aren't like almost all the special terminators. Like all terminators are attacked two base though. Yeah, but I like that. I like that they haven't they haven't done like a really low base stat. But the one thing that just gets me, and this is just it's been an ongoing grind for the whole of the heresy. Is it's another special to another legion special unit, another terminator unit. And they don't have more than one wound. And there are lots of other units out there that do have two wounds. So things like um, Red Butchers, Fire Drakes. Um, there are others. You know, they have two wounds as, as their base base stat. And I think that's a big, big plus, personally. Um, but hey, that's just that's been my ongoing grump. And that, that's just my thing. So I'll, I'll live with that. I mean, the fluff-wise, they make perfect sense. I like that they have oh, yeah. hatred, cybernetic cortex. Makes perfect sense, because, you know, they mm-hmm. took their gerbs. Uh, yep. But, I mean, like you said, if, if, if your intent is to win games, then... No, yeah. did, did they reduce the prices on Forge World, or am I a moron? I doubt it, unless the pound has dropped through the fucking floor. Why? Because a Contemptor is 450 kroners now, and a head pack is 160 kroners, and like pads okay. and doors are 140. That could be a fair drop, actually. I don't know. It, I honestly did I don't know. I have a look. Syndrome? It. Is this cheap to me because I've been in the Harris for too long? Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, 260 kroners for an elite Legion Praetor, even the World Bear 1 like power armor, that's a pretty decent price. Yeah, yeah, no complaints there. Maybe, maybe the prices are dropping. Maybe this is where you should be buying right now before the um, exchange rate changes in like 10 minutes or whatever. I don't know. Freddy, Freddy, Chanel, Alex yeah. Jones. I need to get people to buy stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. No worries, uh, mate. Uh, I already bought stuff. I bought a falchion and a uh, fucking glaive. I think that I've done my part. Good man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, to go, go with the three fucking fell blades that I bought a fell blade and then 
I forgot I bought a flail blade, so I bought another one. And then they, I realized, fuck, why do I have two flail blades? I have to have three. Otherwise, I can't play uh, a Leviathan list. And then I bought a third flail blade, and I realized, why would I have a Leviathan list with three flail blades? That's like so little points. Should we should we just jump into like hobby progress? <laughs> I guess so. I was gonna say I was just gonna wrap up the news bit that I mean it's really nice to see that they're putting out stuff like this, these little mission packs and stuff. Very, very cool. Nice to see some new pictures and all that sort of stuff. I think it's awesome for people to throw into their heresy games, something new, something to, to try out. But yes, let's move on to hobby progress. Who wants to start? How about Freddy? That'll be quick and easy. Yeah, very pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, both stuff. Uh, I've been slowly painting away on my Iron Hands for LVO. Uh, nice. So my 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 list is going to consist of, because we're we're doing the or it's going to be Mournable event rules. So basically, we're doing a Centurion list first, and then you do like a Frontline list. Uh, cool. For like, so you have to use the same Centurion list as you do in the Frontline list, and Basically, uh-huh. my my poor little frontline list is going to consist of like two tactical squad, uh, <laughs> a little centurion and some dudes. But my entire army, uh, in the end, is going to have like a fellblade as my Lord of War. So I'm allowed to have like one Lord of War, uh, and then because there's no named characters, no Primarchs or anything, uh, I'm going to have crazy five Gorgons in the Land Raider. Uh, I'm gonna have like the good old graviton guns. Remember when everyone used to rock them? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Pepperidge okay, Farm. Ra- 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 yeah, <laughs> rapier graviton guns. I've also done because I'm going doing the head of the gorgon. So I'm doing a Ooh. tactical support squad with with ten grav guns. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> yeah. uh, three contemptors, all like super fluffy armed, so mm. they all have. Uh, one has twin linked heavy bolter, one has like twin linked old cannon, and one has like twin linked volkites. So they're, they're not OP at all. Uh, they all have dreadnought mm. close combat weapons and a grab gun, obviously, because the theme is grab guns. Can have yeah. enough grab guns. Yeah. And then, if anyone uh, had them, it would have been like the Iron Hands. Exactly. And then yeah, basically two tactical squads in Rhinos with a multi melter, uh, and the tactical squad is just. Vanilla with Vixilla, uh, with uh, Vox, and the sergeant has power fists because you know iron hands, so they have an iron hand sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I have like an iron father, and I think that's about it. If I can remember my army correctly, tasty. And then what, yeah. what points? Well, that's the centurion, right? Or is that the or you, you, is that no, the full frontline front list? That's the the full frontline list. Nice. So, yeah. In my Centurion list, you're allowed to have like uh, one vehicle for five, like, I think, I can't remember, like, there's special rules with with slots. It's like every 500 points, you're allowed to have like a, a vehicle or something like from a different type the type of slot. Well, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, and, and also I, I am having, I have three, because uh, Iron Hands are allowed to have one fast attack slot when you play the Iron Hand of the Gorgon. And so mm. I'm having, you know, I was thinking, what fucking fast attack would Iron Hands have? Well, they would have old school land speeders. Oh, yes. with, grav, with grav guns or melters? With grav guns. Thank oh, you. Underslung grav guns and mixed between multi melters and heavy flamers. You're like the Ron Swanson of the heresy. Uh, yeah. 
I'm a simple man. I like grav guns. I like grav guns. So the theme is like grav guns and stuff. I was thinking about doing some immortals, maybe. Uh, oh, sure they're such nice models. Oh, they're yeah, they're super nice models, but uh, the points are just like I don't have enough points really to. They're super yeah. expensive. So I've got to ask, Freddy, because you've got like this weird collection of bit of everything. Yep. Do you have like the old resin Mar? What was it like, Mark Free Iron Hand Squad? It was just they yes, used to yes, spell that, it as yeah, Iron Hand Squad. I've, yeah, I've used that to mix up in the tactical squads to get some upgrades and stuff. Yeah, those are really cool. But I'm going to probably make them into a veteran squad later on. Mm-hmm. I have so much Iron Hands because remember the first uh, first ever painting course we did. I did that Iron Hands. And that's going to be the basis of my army. So I'm going to have those two rhinos, and I'm going to have two tactical squads for them. And, I still and... have. I'm pretty sure I still have the pictures of all of the of all our stuff we painted on either on my computer or on my um, external hard drive somewhere. I'm pretty sure I've got them. Oh, that's nice. Should dig those oh, out at some and, point. And I've, I've been painting. Uh, I'm almost well. I'm actually done with that uh, orc uh, dreadnought from '94. Oh, just wow, took, cool. Just took you 26 years. <laughs> yeah, basically. 94, isn't that like the first one they did after the cardboard one? Well, it's based on the cardboard one. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 like all dreadnoughts from that time. You can put it in a sock and use it to murder someone. Oh, yeah. With the, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to sort that out. Uh, I am also 99.9. Like, I have a little bit of trimming left on my Warlord Titan for my Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, Need your Latinicos uh, nice. stuff. I really need this. Uh, and and I really that. want to buy the new Warbringer. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, oh, the big boy. Well, yeah, 20, 28 mil, or is, are they released it for Titanicus? No, uh, no Titanicus. The, the Titanicus one. Yeah. You're thinking about the. Uh, oh, War you mean Monster. the one that's bigger? Than, you're thinking about the one that's bigger than the Warlord? Yeah. Titanicus scale. Oh, shit. Yeah, nice. Because I, I think He's that's a nasty looking motherfucker. <laughs> and I need some more knights as well. I want to, I kind of want to, I want to have a little bit of everything so you can mix and match sort of thing. Because uh, I want to be able to play at uh, Lincoln for our Adeptus Titanicus event. Nice. Hello? Hello? Yeah. No, I'm here. Hello. I'm doing this new thing. It's called being quiet and listening. I don't like it. Oh, yeah, and I repaired, I repaired my Warlord. After uh, after the incident, driving back uh, after cleaning scanners. Did you slap it or what? Well, it kind of I don't know. It broke in the stupid van thingy. Oh no! It it fell down some stairs. Uh, Yeah, kind of. So it's kind of it's it's back again, but it needs some TLC. I need to get that shit fucking finished. The oil. Well, it needs more oils. It needs more like weathering and stuff. My next project is I need to finish the fucking Iron Hands uh, and then I'm going to start slowly redoing my uh, Empress Children. Ooh. Ooh. What are you going to do? Are you going to go metallic with them or are you going to just keep the no, same? No, I, I want to apply what we did for the military modeling course. I want to start <laughs> uh, dirtying them up. Nice. Because the thing Very is, I... First, I did them uh, pristine and clean because I thought that, like, if any any legion would be kind of pristine and clean, it would be the Empress Children. Uh, right. And then after we, I talked a little bit Henry, and I was like, well, okay, I'm just not gonna do it because 
what I'm going to do is because I'm they've been done by me, they've been done a little bit about kitchen, like some of them are commission painters, some of them by me, some of them by like yeah, all kinds of people. Um, so now when I'm I've done most of the Empress Hill myself, like the the last batch of them, uh, mm-hmm. and and there is a little bit of difference between them and the early ones I did, and then where Stuart, if you remember Stuart from. Uh, Scattershot? What? Scattershot painting? That one? No, no, no. Stuart from... Um, oh, they stopped uh, sending their podcast. Stuart and Tom. This is not oh, a joke. Oh, you but... mean... No, no, no. He, I know, he, yeah, I know yeah. who he means. Um, yes. They, oh, God, he, that's he, annoying. Yeah, he did, he, he did one of the night hours for our raffles. And as a yes. thank you, I ordered like a commission of him. That's mm. min- yeah, miniature realms painting. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah exactly. So he did like a, a, a bunch of my empress children, um, and uh, so I need to tidy them up with my stuff, with his stuff, and then with my new stuff. And and the thing is, the thing is, I'm going to because like every, if you have two painters, even though you have kind of the same recipe, you will never get exactly the same kind of blending and painting style. So. But to get to tie these all together, I'm mm. going to apply my military modeling oil skills. Nice. That, and and you just try to do like batches at a time. And then yeah, I'm going to try having two different signatures. Have, yeah, exactly. Because I have like rhinos that I've done, uh, rhinos that Stuart has done, and then um, if I can use like so Stuart's rhinos are riding my units and and so on like. So it's kind of mixed and match. So, but if I get at least the unit-wise kind of muddied and dirtied and grimmed in the same kind of um, way, yeah, and and reapply, and also uh, Stuart, like uh, when I did when Stuart did the, the commission for me, like yeah, the yeah. stuff that he did, uh, I was super limited, like with transfers and stuff, because I wanted to do all the transfers and do some chipping and some detailing. So uh, I ordered like when when we sat down and did when this is like fucking 2017 maybe 18. Yeah, oh God, when did was... we do the when did we do the night raffles? You I should bloody remember. well remember this, Chris. Yeah, I'm just saying. 2016. Yeah, yeah 2016 exactly. So uh, I sat down and I had like a plan about how how detailed he should go on the stuff, and and I kind of left out. Uh, key pieces because I knew that eventually to tie up with my stuff and his stuff and my future stuff, uh, yeah. if if I could do some of the detailing myself to tie it all together and then do like the uh, the weathering myself, if I did did the weathering, I will manage to like kind of bring the whole army together. Like a nice, nice. rug. I mean, it's it's a solid plan, mate. It really is. Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen. I mean, you and I both, well, all of us remember the, you know, like the first um, painting course and what it was like just, just learning the basics of weathering. And I mean, obviously, you've gone and done the military modeling, which is a sort of, I don't want to say advanced, but more built up on those techniques. And, you know, they can bring two models together, like you say, from different painters. If you can get those accents right, it'll pull the whole thing yeah. together. That's, that's really smart. I like that. Plus, it's also not having to repaint God knows how many thousands of actual models Cause, uh, just to I, get I, the same paint painted exactly the same way. Because I, I tried it out when I did my black shields. Because what mm-hmm. happened was that like uh, I had 
I was going to do a Black Shields army, and then uh, my mate uh, uh, Ethel or Frederick, my another Frederick, uh, he was getting rid of his uh, Iron Warriors uh, uh, because he wanted to play Ultramarines. So I was like, well, I'm going to take these Iron Warriors and I'm going to smack them into my Black Shield just to beef it out. And then what I did is I tied tied them together by using uh, military modeling like weathering stuff, which means that his Iron Warrior turned into my Astrocall's Black Shields. And then I right. and then I kind of tied them together with my second ed plastic marine army that I wanted to do as uh, like the Astrocall's 40k version. Ooh, tasty. Uh, so so I kind of used the same weathering techniques to sort of like tied and not in together so you could kind of maybe use them and morph them in together just that they had more shiny armor and stuff because uh, I was going from um, remember the first time the, the Black Shield was mentioned was that book 6 book maybe. 6 retribution yeah, I was going to say 5 but yeah 6 yeah yeah 6 and then you had some uh, really nice color pal- palettes there and I kind of because that's when you remember the maelstrom symbol was like our mm-hmm. first exposure to the Maelstrom symbols, kind of, ah, you could start to do your conspiracy theories, draw the lines that maybe the Astro Claws, the other, the other, there was like a Crusader chapter that kind of brought into the Astro Claws as well, like, where well, we're not going to go into fucking better more fluff here, but, but anyway, so I is kind of like, did, is it the Firehawks? Yeah. No, the Tiger Claws. The Tiger Claws. The Tiger Claws. And then, and then I kind of did my own background fluff. So the nucleus from the tiger claws is actually, you know, one of the missing and so on and so on. But no spoilers uh, from my own fluff. <laughs> and so, so I kind of tried to tie them all together using uh, different painting techniques. So I, so I could feel that there's like a historical resemblance between my second edge stuff and my black shields, if that makes Ooh. sense. Yeah, it does. And I like it. Sounds awesome. So this is what I'm working on. Besides that, uh, obviously, you heard before that I'm I'm still uh, kind of working a little bit away on Scandis 2022. Uh, also, I have actually made the players back for LinkedIn for next year for the Centurion event. Uh, we, ha- we haven't posted that yet because everyone was after this whole Scandis. The heresy dead, heresy alive, long live heresy. Uh, I just put up, put up because that place pack has been ready for so long. That was going to be my kind of you know ten year anniversary player pack where I picked all the best stuff that we've done previously on all our previous Candaces. And so that was so easy to post whatever I had because it was already done because I had planned that in back in books. But I've also been working on the Lincoln player pack for uh, for the. Centurion event and also the Adeptus Titanicus event. And they are basically 99.9% finished and we'll probably go into play testing stages soon. What What about yeah. the BFG events? Uh, the BFG is going to be a part of the Centurion event. Okay. Just, right. just checking. Now, Chris, yeah. I just want to point out something here, okay? Yeah. It, I know it's been a long time since we the, 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 there's been a structure and everything to, like, the opening and all that sort of jazz. One fatal flaw that we made yeah. yet again was to ask Freddie what he's done first, because Freddie's definition of a little is about eight weeks hobby progress for everybody well, else. If he's you notice, in a week. 
there's a lot of theory and Ghana and Wana, but not a lot of the usual Freddy. Yeah, and then I did like 28 models of Krieg, and then I sat down and hand-casted 256 militia models. Yeah, this but he's, time, also, yeah. he's also been a single dad and be wor- out of work and doing army shit. This counts, man. We don't argue this shit. Freddy goes last so we can feel good about ourselves. Because when we go with, well, I picked up a mini and looked at it. Yeah, yeah. You like to finish strong with this. Oh, yeah. Just, if, just if future you, tips, if, I'm just saying. If you want numbers, I built uh, 25 Marines. Oh, God, I, he has the numbers. I, I, yeah. I, I, I fucking paint, warned you. I warned you. I, paint, I painted 10, 10 normal tactical dudes, uh, one Contemptor, one Landspeeder. Pictures. See? Freddy will be posting yeah. pictures shortly. Yeah, well, I can't do it now because, well, you're not in front of the models. Tomorrow. How convenient, uh, Freddy. Tomorrow I'll post pictures. Chris, you and I are going to have words about goading Freddy in his hobby progress. Uh, I, really hope, getting... I really hope whoever manages the Facebook page doesn't take those pictures down. Yeah. Don't wait. Somebody manages the Facebook page? Yeah, actually, we, we, we do have people what, that actually do stuff. I, I don't know. Is this uh, the right podcast? It's no, probably not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I know. again? Fuck you. I remember very clearly a discussion I had with Freddy and Pelle like eight months ago where Freddy was like, ah, you never fucking managed a Facebook page. You know, nobody fucking posts on it and you never put up the units. And Pelle was like, well, actually, Christopher puts up whatever new things on there. And it turned out that Freddy never checks the Facebook page anyway. I mean, the story story hasn't changed, let's be fair. Yeah, Yeah. I assume you fucked up and that's a normal cult. That, but I know yeah. that's a work thing you do as well. You just assume everybody fucks up, and then you get pleasantly surprised if it works out. Yeah, exactly. It's better to well, prepare for the worst. Less than disappointed. Yeah. You know, train yeah. hard, well, fight then, easy. Yeah. There's the sound, sound thinking in that. Now, Christopher, what have I you been up to, my friend? I haven't done jack fucking shit, you know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so basically, I sat down, and I had to redo a bunch of these what is it, like secret weapons miniatures? Like the base ruined miniatures that I've done a bunch of. I'm using them for my Istvan Free Preceptor's Palace uh, Empress Children <laughs> Survivors Ooh. Loyalists. Say that five times quickly. Uh, so I did them all in like the baby wipe marble technique. And then I went over and did like the golds with some of that alcoholic pigment. What is it called? I've got a bottle over here. So I should... No, I think it's like Vallejo True Metals. Uh, Vallejo Liquid Copper. Mm-hmm. And liquid gold. I really love liquid, these. Uh, liquid metals. Yeah, the one yeah. issue I got is that my my fucking liquid copper one has, after one and a half years of faithful service, just sealed itself, and I cannot open it for love nor money. Oh, uh, no. The gold one I can. So I, I guess just, obviously... uh, get an empty drop bottle, drill the shit out of that, and just uh, swap. I was going to say, just cut yeah. the top off and pour it into a drop and bottle. Yeah, that's probably what I have to do. Uh, so I did that, and I think I showed Freddy the basis, and he actually gave me a thumbs up, which is his taciturn way of saying that that actually looks well, pretty I, okay. I, I slipped on the phone. I'm sorry, mate. No, you give me shit, Freddy, but I know you actually like those. <laughs> I like I like all kinds of hobby projects, even shitty ones. <laughs> Yay, I've got hope. Um, Damned by faint praise indeed. And these are my yeah. friends. I shudder to hear my enemies in darklit rooms. Uh, so I did like, <laughs> I think I did like, just, I've learned the hard way that if you do like 10 bases in the wet wipe marble technique, at least two of them are going to look pretty shit. 
So I just do like 10 or 15 at a time. And then I use whatever ones I can. And the other ones I just redo. Because it takes a couple of like thin coats of white to make them look okay. Uh, then I actually finished up on, as I mentioned earlier, those five Phoenix Terminators. And I gotta say, like the Phoenix Terminators was one of the first things that came out for book one. And they're still delightful to paint. They're, they're so good. Like the cast is crisp. The details in embossed armor is amazing. I mean, yeah, okay, the spears are what they are. It's like the chain glaives or like the, the scythes. They will break. That's just resin for you. But it's, damn, it's such a good model. Like we spoke about this in the podcast chat, and those old Primarch sculpts are amazing as well. The amount of love and detail in them is just—it's mind—it's mind bottling, you know. Like when your mind gets stuck in a gets stuck in a bottle. Yeah, it's when you when you slip and the ship doesn't go in, but your brain does. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> you just lived in a special part of England, didn't you? Anyway, so. Yeah, I did like very, very I... special part of England. It was called Wales. <laughs> I'm gonna get so fucking shit for shit on from that. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Sheep can't. Sheep can't use computers. Uh, so beyond that, <laughs> the hoofs are just indignantly slapping against the keyboards right now. Yeah, uh, and something else mm. slapping against the sheep. Love and... you, Miles. <laughs> Miles, like an honorary Brit, as far as I'm concerned, which I guess he doesn't think is a compliment. Anyway, I like Miles. That's where I'm going with let's this. Move on. Let's, let's move on from that. I didn't like those five Terminators. And right now, I'm working on these last uh, apothecaries because my large squads of veterans need apothecaries. That much is painfully obvious. After that, I do have nominally like 10 assault marines that are done mm -hmm. from the airbrush stage. Uh, so I have to do all the details. Then, I don't know. I've got a Leviathan here that's already airbrushed in a nice metallic purple color, but I might refurbish him for the fourth time. He's gone from being like Alpha Legion to uh, Night Lords to Emperor's Children, and he might become a Death Guard Leviathan because it's so iconic just having a line breaking yeah. Death Guard Leviathan. And I don't, That's I think crazy. for Istvan Free, it wouldn't have been a stretch because he had a lot of siege wars going on down there. Uh, also, I've got uh, my Forge World order came in. So now I have two Rapier Laser Destroyers, and uh, is it called? The Predator Executioner, right? If you put a plasma on it. Yes, it's the Executioner. Yeah, so I'm going to use that for my Death Guard. Me and Jody oh. spoke like way back in 2016 on the awesomeness of the Plasma Predator. Oh, it's, it is a godsend of a tank. If you have not used it, go read yeah. the rules. It's fucking amazing. And Especially it, when you give it a machine spirit. Just yeah, saying. it's so beautiful. It's like the domed cupola of the tank. Mm -hmm. it's, yep. it's a beautiful cast. Uh, so it yeah, it's gorgeous. I, I've done, um, I converted it. Do, do you remember the old um, metal one when they actually had the round cupola? Yeah, like, I've seen it. Because the, the, like, the second end one was the round with the plastic one. And then it became those weird boxy shitty ones. And then for yeah, some reason they went on back. Top, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then for some reason they went back to the round one before they introduced the third ed predator, like the how we see them today. Uh, so what I've done is I've actually taken uh, taken the old round one on the old chassis, and mm -hmm. then I've because they were always twin link uh, last cannons. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I've replaced that with a homemade uh, plasma cannon, which I've taken from the Derradeo oh, plasma clever. characters by by putting two of them together mm. to make Ooh, like nice. a plasma cannon. So I I've think done like, like uh, three, three of those for my iron hands, but. 
they're not in my list, unfortunately, but they look yeah. pretty cool. I think you could yeah. probably do a really cool one if you took the old like Forge World uh, resin one for the Imperial Guard, like the Plasma Executioner, but the I one f- from the resin one would probably fit really well because they're the same size. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why I know that. I waste money a lot. Uh, beyond that, <laughs> uh, I've set up a scheme for the Death Guard now. It took a lot of like ifs and buts and what. I have no idea what base color to do, but I'm using the old Rackard flesh, and then I'm going to highlight it with Pallid Witch flesh, and then just That'll go work. oils. I mean, um, deck, deck, I think deck tan's a pretty good co- good color to use. Yeah, where the yeah, fuck have you been? I thought I asked everyone, but yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, uh, deck tan is a solid color. Deck tan, there's another color to go underneath it. I can't remember what it is, but I'll I'll dig it out for you. Yeah, please do. But, also, then I'm gonna do like metallic green shoulder pads because I saw someone from yeah. Australia do that. If you know you're the one who did it, like you were in an event with Tim from Iron Horse, and I think Michael was there as well, and you have Death Guard with metallic green shoulder pads, hit up the podcast. I want to talk to you how you did that. Uh, I tried well, probably, both. So, probably candy. candy yeah, colors. no, I, yeah, that's how I did. I tried like the Tamiya Tamiya one, and now I'm using yeah. like the Mortarian green one from Forge World. Mm-hmm. And then just for shit. Have you, have you the, tried the fucking uh, Biltan? Which is like the Biltan yeah. shade? Yeah, the Biltan. They don't make that one anymore. I have a bottle. But I don't want to be like in the same situation I was when I started out with my Mechanicum. Because I have like two bottles of the mer- the clear red one. Then I removed it. But but I know like uh, Tamiya has a really good clear green that I use for my art. Yeah, yeah that's the... I have that one. X24. Yeah, so I tried which, that which one. What color are you using as a base for it? Uh, I'm using like classic black, then gun metal. No, black, aluminium from Vallejo Air, metallics, mm-hmm. and then I'm using like silver, very, very little silver from like, what mm-hmm. is it, 45 degrees, 38. Yeah, and I then mean, the metallics. So, what I, are you after, like a darker color or a lighter color? A darker. So, it's working out pretty well, well because then I don't do, have a lot of silver. You just fucking do gun metal and aluminium. And then yeah, yeah, it's I've well, already done. Like, I've done like works. twenty. I've done twenty of the shoulder pads. Uh, oh, but so I'm asked, happy with them. That's what counts. Yeah, I'll show you guys later. Uh, now I'm just. I started out with, of course, destroyers, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna do like a Primus Apothecary. No, Primus Medicaid. Yeah, Primus Medicaid with a jump pack, and nice. I'm doing a bunch of veterans, uh, flamer support squad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might do like a heavy support squad with bolters or missiles. We'll see. Auto cannons are really good. Oh yeah, but yeah. That brings up memories. I don't know. Do you guys remember <laughs> my old Alpha Legion army? Where I had like yeah, heavy flamers, mate. Heavy flamers. Heavy flamers yeah. in the drop pod. And I, I like sold Alpha Legion army when we had mm-hmm. our second kid because I I didn't have the space, honestly. Like, and I never played it. But I miss <coughs> not taking all those tanks. And I had like two auto cannon heavy support squads who were Iron Havocs. Uh, I had so much good stuff I sold for two mm-hmm. sheep. It happens. If man. you bought that army. Get in touch with me. I'll buy it back. I'll ransom it back. Damn you. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on Death Guard contingent. And then far off, I actually spoke, spoke to Olivia, friend of the podcast, and I got a couple of really good tips on how to do I, to Sons of Wars. I was going to say part of, the, part of the event team as well. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Not just, oh. not just friends of the podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually like creator of most yeah. of the use for event. Hero and Arch Mechanicum. No, Arch Magos. Arch Magos, yeah. 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 So, Olivia and Camilla, we literally could not do this without you. <laughs> Please don't do oh, too me. true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, after that, I need to get some Tamiya White to like, mm-hmm. use as Xenophil. 
Uh, beyond that, I started working on the Master of Signals for the Sons of Horus, actually. Uh, I'm using a mix of Mark V and the old Chaos Marines, like, you know, open casings for all the bolters just hanging in an ammo belt. And I got a bunch of those old Chaos Marines uh, bolters. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, and I'm working on some BFG. I got, like, one of the old Despoiler Grand Battlecruisers here. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Oh yeah, and I got—I finally got my big box of Titanicus, which I guess is the entire Grandmaster box, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to paint it. Oh wow! Okay. Candy coats. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Yeah, I'm thinking candy coats and marble because I just—I'm <laughs> like Marge Simpson with her porcelain figures. They're well, just... uh, I think you should do um, red candy coats. Okay, what what legions is that? Is it a loyalist or a traitor one? It can be pick whatever pick. you want, mate. Pick. Yeah, I guess. You could do you could do candy coat blood angels, which would look fucking amazing. Or talk uh, to Henry uh, and yeah. do that uh, traitor legio latinicos. That is. Oh the... yeah. Oh, we're talking Titanicus. Sorry, I missed the Titanicus. So, yeah. A long ass time ago, I had a dream. And that dream was to make a night house named after the kings of Sweden. <clears throat> I don't know if Fred remembers this because I was drank, drunk during my first like scandals and just talking. I hope with you and not too much at you because back then I was a bit more polite to you. You know what they say about familiarity. And you got to, you got to know him, I was going to say. <laughs> You're talking about doing like a blue candy coat. Yes, a blue candy coat and with like gold on it. And I wanted to have like a high seneschal called the Lion mm-hmm. of the North. And then I was just going to do, like, uh, the Nighthouse Gars and just, like, weird historical allusions to what I guess is now a hot-button issue because we can't talk about the fact that Sweden committed mass genocide in the Balkans. I mean, we're not proud of it. It's not really a good thing to talk about, but... Well, I mean, we did. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying we can't lie and say we didn't. Yeah, you're not the British Empire. (laughs) Sorry. I I just saw a documentary on the... if yeah. you think about it, what other army would you ever paint that is like blue metallic? Well, it would yeah. be like the Ultra Smurfs, and you don't want to paint them. <laughs> so you get that uh, Adeptus Titanicus off, and it would be awesome because then we can compile it and we'll do um, actually hobby challenge for uh, 2022 because we, mm-hmm. uh, Latino, uh, la, uh, we have Latino. We have Latinos. Legio Latinicos, which is, I consider, I claim that as my baby. We should have every single podcast member should make their own custom Legio. Hey, Jody, oh, do you play Adeptus Titanicus? I don't, mate. I don't, but I want to. I just can't oh, afford anything new yet. Do you have so, your painting shit? Give me time. Do I have what now? Do you have your painting stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's like literally four bottles or five bottles. No, I know. It's, it's uh, honest to God, the real reason I haven't gotten into it is because nobody who I usually game with down here uh, mm-hmm. does it. Oh, uh, so this, neither the scarecrow, me. the full body mirror, or like the two rounded up youths who are hanging out at the bus stop doesn't play at Titanicus? No, they no, don't. No. They're only ne- into Necromunda. I don't have a gang. Oh, no. do, you, do you need one? I have all the do gangs. Do you need one? <laughs> I have I every I... single gang released in the 90s. I have the uh, Vansar. I actually have a Vansar gang in a box. I just, 
I haven't picked up a paintbrush in two years. It's going to be a while before I do anything well with it. So I'm going to build Jordan, up slowly. man. Oh, oh, well, I haven't picked up a paintbrush in two years. And whatever you pick up and do is going to look a million times better than anything I've ever done on my best day. Hear, hear me out, boys. That, that's a lie. Yes, Gone, you, you were making you were making yes. a point, Freddie. Yep. All right. Between now and our end of year episode, mm-hmm. uh, homework for Christopher, Jody, mm-hmm. Pelle, yeah. Eric. Oh, yeah. Eric's gonna suck. Oh. Okay, let's pretend Eric is not on the cast for now. Uh, okay. So between now and <laughs> you, come up with your legal name uh-huh. and like a little bit of background fluff. Using the new, uh, well, it's not the new book anymore, but like the one of the recent books where you have your custom Legio. Come up with your special rules for it. Oh, and, I just had the like Semi background stuff. So it doesn't have to be like super long, like one uh, A4. Uh huh. Like just to start out. Like, remember how we did yeah. Legio Latinicos? We started out with like an A4, and then I kind of expanded it into like a little mini booklet. You did, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we can do that, and and then we can have our special Adeptus Titanicus like uh, Rangan Heresy podcast Legio. So we have we're gonna have like five different Legios then. I like That'll it. Pretty cool. I'm in. I've got okay, a, I'm I got in. a yeah I've got a second. I'm gonna add to this challenge, sure. and if Jody doesn't have it, I can easily share some of mine. Alongside your Titanicus Legion, you have to field uh, a mini Epic Army as well, and it has oh, been new Epic Army ready. So I can't use my Empress Children? No. And Jody, I've got like, do you remember these old tote bags you used to get to like pick and mix candy in when you came to Sweden? Like the big ones when we didn't know the shit was for a person. I've got one of those full with like Land Raiders, Rhinos, and like, um, what is it? Infantry stands. I Uh picked up Lincoln four years ago. They sold it Uh by like, they sold it by the fucking kilo. Uh, So I didn't know what they had. Yeah, I can send okay, you. Bro. You're gonna have to strip some of it, but uh, yeah, I got plenty of rhinos and adraders. I'm just not running anywhere. I'm not running anywhere anytime soon, so I'm down for that. Uh, yeah, yes, send we'll, have, we'll have to use uh, our podcast rules for that is the conversion of old Space Marine, where you flip the tokens like uh, first fire, yeah, uh, advance and fallback. Yeah, I'm in. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm in. I tell you what, though, I just so, had the most the, one of the best shit posting trolling ideas for a legion, a legio. I'm not going to do it, but I just want—I just had in mind, uh, you know, we have—you have, you have uh, Legio Artists, I think it is the red and the red and white. I've painted one of your your plastic card warlord up in it, Freddie. Yep. Legio Santos Clauticus. Everything is painted red and white candy stripe with a green trim. I thought you were going to say Legio East Indian uh, East Indian Cartelicus. No, that's my actual legit idea. Fuck off. You can't have that. That's mine. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking the Santa Claus Legion, which is just basically red and white candy striped titans with green there trim. You go. Yeah, see? <laughs> that is an absolute that is an absolute shit poster. Yeah, so, um, well, I'll, yeah, I'll back between off now and our 100th episode to mm-hmm. sort out your fluff. Obviously, we're all there to help each other, so we're going to be yeah. critiquing. Christopher, your idea is already it, it, it fucking useless. It sucks. Go oh, Freddie, you're telling me you don't like this, the royal house of Sweden? Tell me more, no. you vile traitor. No, no, I'm talking about your. that is your idea. Like, if if I can rebrand that and kind of sell it again, it, it's a good idea. Do you know what I really wanted to do this year, but we fucked up the timeline? 
Does it involve two shotgun barrels and Freddy at this rate? <laughs> no, no, no. I've seen Freddy take shots to the face several times. Yeah, we've <laughs> all seen what wait. the Danes can do. You know, we've all been to Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to do like Secret, San- Secret Santa. Oh, wow, cool. Ah. But uh, I keep fucking it up because, you know, I, I realized like, oh, okay, it's the middle of October and people want to paint something and most people paint way nicer than me and they probably need more than like a month. Uh, but we should probably do like maybe for summer because everybody has Secret Santa. We should do like Secret Summer. Because everybody has time painting during the summer. Well, most, or we most plan people. a fucking Secret Santa way in advance. But it's so that fucking works. far away. I want to do it like... I, oh, okay, hang on, hang on. Let's do this. Cut the difference, okay? How about we can Secret do Easter Bunny and then Secret Santa. Yeah. Job done. Twice a year. People can get in if they want or not. What do you think, Freddy? Like Secret uh, Bunny stuff? We could hype hey, up yeah. the raffle as well. Uh, all about bunnies and all about Santas. Perfect. Job done. Chris, have you got any more hobby hobby progress you want to talk about? Uh, well, I do have some other stuff, but... Well, go for it then, bro. Uh, my Vrax in Militia Project is growing. I picked up some of these like newer Death Guard. Did I talk about this? Like the, I guess, Warhammer 40k 8th edition Death Guard models? Uh, not that I know, personally. But then again, I'm, this is my first time back in a while. So, yeah, rock on. Yeah, and I can't expect for Freddy to listen to what I say. <laughs> Right, Frederick. Yeah, right. <laughs> Freddie actually has two wives. Yeah, I'm one of them. But I'm the second wife. It's no, like... no, you, you, I thought oh, you and Gabriel was my adopted fucking retard sons. Don't talk about him that way. He has feelings. He doesn't know you like I do. He, he thinks you're serious. He, uh, no. He's not allowed to have any feelings if he's going to be my son. <laughs> uh, you can just feed it out of him. It's fine. He just comes in and yells, paint better. I'm not painting exactly. <laughs> no, That's exactly. Really... Uh, so I picked up like, I guess, 20 of the new Plague Marines once. I just made sure to get different bottom all used mm-hmm. on like Swedish eBay. Uh-huh. Because for the racks list, you can actually take a Plague Champion Ooh. as a headquarter choice. And you can also have like a Plague Marine squad as an elite choice. So, I mean, it's not going to be great. It's going to be a bunch of foot slogging Plague Marines, but uh, I'm also going to trim them down because the newer Plague Marines are a bit cartoonish. Garish? Yeah, Yeah, kooky. Kooky's good. There's a lot of, like, tentacles and, like, bone spurs and stuff. Some of it looks really good. Some of it I just want to tone down. I'm Mm -hmm. not angry at anyone not doing it, but I want to do it personally. So I'm going to do that as well, and I'm going to run them alongside my militia. Uh, otherwise, I've got some of them. Let's go trim them down and use as like a Siege of Terra Plague Marines. Because I'm reading The Last Wall and I'm actually enjoying it. I didn't think I was going to join the Iron Warriors part, but I read the Angel Exterminados like, what, five months ago? And I'm still really enjoying these parts. I didn't nice. think. I recommend it heartily. It has my mm-hmm. seal of approval. I will get around to it at some point. I'm looking for some new audiobooks to listen to, so that's pretty cool. Oh, I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, that's probably it. Jody, okay. what have you been up to? Well, um, yeah, I've actually got some hobby progress, like legitimate Ooh. hobby progress. I know, I know. Be still, be still your beating hearts and trembling knees. Um, I literally, uh, and I'll say this, and I, I know I joked about it a minute ago, but I literally haven't picked up a painting brush in two years. Um, airbrush or brush to paint anything model specific at all. Um, I haven't done any hobbying pretty much that entire time as well for life reasons that will just bore the living shit out of everybody who's listening, so I'm not going to bother with that. Definitely. Um, pardon? 
Syphilis. No, no, no. That got cured, actually. Um, oh, what? Wait, they can cure it, Freddy. You lied. No, no that, that's just not, a super, not super strength. Giving you, mate. No, I was going to say that's a that's a brand strength you can't get rid of. Um, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy made sure I got epoxy tart, and now he didn't tell me that you can cure it. Yep, exactly. Worst crack uh, joke ever. Yeah, well, we'll go with it. Anyway, um, no, I've I've actually uh, been talking about it for a long time. I've actually started on my uh, rogue trader militia force. Ooh. So, um, I mean, I've actually started writing a a plan for an actual army list for a rogue trader. There is one out there already. I think it's uh, Andy Hollis and the boys from Tagged Events have put one together. Um, I like where they're going with it, but I've got my own ideas, so I wanted to I want to write something up. Um, but basically, right now, I'm using the militia rules to sort of theme out the list um, with, uh, what is it I'm going for, uh, Warrior Elite and uh, Survivors of the Dark Age. Because I like that all sort of, as I see it, you know, pretty exotic, heavy tech kind of feel for a rogue trader. You get me? Yeah. So he's it's really uh, cool. like they live on the fringes. They're obviously that. Yeah, they they take, they might take in Xenotech or they might conduct their own research and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, they're using what works. They're basically like the Raj of the, like the East Indian companies of like India. They use what exactly. works and they're keeping on the fringes and they're doing the job. So nobody's complaining. Yeah. And the the whole idea about this force is uh, and has been from the start was that I could use it to play. Uh, traitor or loyalist depending on whatever we needed for like events and stuff hmm. uh, and that's why I went with the rogue trader because they, they could you know if you know your story which we'll get around to at some point talking about fluff they worked on both sides and they sometimes just went to the highest bidder so I like I like that little bit of fluff um, so what have I done in the part literally the past two weeks because I finally got some gloves that will keep my hands warm and stop them cramping for after five minutes um, I have built 40, um, what I'm going to be using as Grenadiers. Um, so I'm using Solar Orcs models because I love their their look. Um, so I've gone for the, the last section and just have breaking them up into groups of 10. Um, they're going to be uh, riding along in Rogue Trader Rhinos with some customization on them as well. Cool. Uh, I'm going for sort of... Um, how do I put it? Like a Bioshock theme. So that sort of, not steampunk, but sort of that, that underwater diver punky kind of feel. Um, so that's why I like the Solar Orc stuff, because they've got, obviously got those giant helmets and all different looks and stuff. Um, so I've made 40 of those. I'm working on the Rhinos at the moment. Uh, what else have I done? Six. I've taken six Charonite Ogrins, and I've done some head swaps with them, which I'll send you some pictures of later. Um, so that's that. So I've got six of those in my list. Um, but, 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 but I've got three. Well, in the list, I've got two, but I've actually got three. Uh, I think it's like 135 scale. Um, you might be able to correct me on this, Freddie. I think it's like 135 scale howitzer models, yeah. uh, which I'm using as the artillery guns because, to be honest with you, it's mighty cheaper using those than it is. Yeah. What, what, what gun are you using as your um, basis? I, what, how I don't have it. To, I don't have it to hand, but I can. I can let you know. Um, I actually bought them. You know, uh, Emil from Malmo. Yep. 
He was yeah, selling man. off a load of his bits and pieces, so I bought them off him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I think it was like Russian ones. Cool. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, I've got the instructions. Yeah, I'll check it out later, but I've got those. Uh, building some custom crew out of uh, Solar Orcs Flamer section. Um, so I was going to try and take the Flamers away and have them dragging munitions by boxes or chains or something. I don't know, just something. Um, so that's that. I just built, and I went wanted something different for a super heavy for this twenty five hundred point list. So I've gone and bought a uh, what is it, a Serastus assault vehicle. Oh, cool! Um, be, mainly because I wanted to have six Ogrins in my list in the way of transporting them. Um, because outside of I think it's a storm storm lord. There's yep. not a there's not a, there's not a huge amount of large transport options i mean you can you and i've talked many times about like having an arvis lighter for them with like the force commander that's or something I, that's where my ogrins they travel in that yeah um i mean i might to be fair i might probably switch to that at some point i just wanted to try a big like a uh, death star kind of thing with ogrins and the force commander um so i went for this one plus i think it's actually quite a, quite a cool model to be fair um yeah. So I built that. Oh, and um, I've built my uh, Lehman Russ demolishers, and I'm using the Krieg, uh, the Krieg Lehman Russes, yep. because again, they've got all the lovely little extra bits on there that make it a, look, a little bit more nautical or whatever you want to call it. So I've gone down that route. Got a, a thunderbolt. Yeah, pretty much. I got. Uh, I'm building. Some, I'm going to be building some custom um, sentinels. I've got a Thunderbolt there ready to be built. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 getting along with it. I've got I've basically been trying to do like an hour or two a night. That's pretty much my limit now, sitting in the wheelchair. So I'm kind of stuck um, before my before my legs and my ass want to go to sleep. So I'm like two hours, build what I can, and then sort of like come back the next night. Um, I need to find some bits from some of the Rogue Trader rhinos um because i've had to take you know i've used ones that have had sponsons but don't have the doors and stuff so i've got to work that out somehow um but otherwise just a couple more units to add in and then i'm then i'm good to go uh with that um i've found a lovely model for the rogue trader itself uh do you guys know artel minis yes artel managers it's yep. having a sale right now right yeah there's, there's a sale on some of the models it's re- the resin and the model quality is really good. Uh, for anybody who's listening at home and hasn't had it, I would easily say equal to Forge World. No, her, her uh, stuff is great. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But I've gone for, um, although he's actually, he's quite a tall character. As in, he's in the sort of 28 millimeter scale miniature collection. But the model itself um, is actually 35 mil tall. So it's a little bit bigger than your average human. And I quite like that because I've, play around with the fluff of that but i've gone for uh, was it captain blood jack uh Meinhard. a lovely model with a beautiful cloak and armor and everything but um i want to go for the double power fist combo for the force commander because that's really one of the few options that actually makes him any good in combat from what i've do seen know, do you know what the really fun thing is with artist w what's that uh, two things. The first one is she's actually done the cast of the entire like crew of Ravenor and Eisenhower's party. No, really? Yeah. Oh, sick. 
Okay. She even has like Befanor, the pilot with the twin uh, needle guns, and his daughter who takes over command. Oof. Uh, nice. The second one is that I used to play Dark Elder, which I think uh-huh. I bring up every now and again. Every now. And she did like Thanks a, a cast. She did a cast of an Archon, like a celebration to her old, uh, you know, mm-hmm. old uh, Vect one, where he's on his pleasure barge oh, with two naked yes. women. And he did one with like uh, two bikini-clad women just standing in a leash. And people were like, hey, I find that offensive. You wouldn't do that with guys. And she was like, what an excellent idea to make money, she said. And then like the other day, she did the STLs. And the day after that, she had new prints with like naked male dudes as well. Sweet. Uh, oh, people, like, people are like oh you're just being passed in SGW she's like no I'm trying to make money thank you very much and also if people want to buy scanty clad dudes why the hell not yeah I mean fuck yeah go for it um, <laughs> love it but I, I tell you what I, I've been having trouble trying to find power fists to fit the model um, I originally had some uh, Ursa, not Ursarach yeah the Mechanicum Ursaracs uh, I had a pair of claws from them and that was kind of working, but I actually bought um, a couple of loose uh, Imperial um, Titanicus Imperial Knight um, power fists. Oh, smart! So they're and they actually fit really nicely. Um, it's got a you know it's got a feeling of um, that sort of again steampunky baroque kind of technology, you know, in the hands and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I was like, I that looks pretty cool. A bit more clunky. Bit more clunky, bit more, um, yeah, look, just looks a bit more out of place, um, but then also works really well. Uh, should have, for it. You, sh- you should have like a Primus Psyker who's just dressed like Elizabeth. <laughs> Tempting. I've actually, tell you what, but I do have, I have a navigator in my list because I found myself with 50 points wandering around. And it's got to be. It's got to be over ten years ago now. Good lord, no, eight years. Good lord, somewhere between eight and ten years ago. Um, my very good friend Lex, um, who we all know from Crusade and Heresy, and he's come over to uh, at least to Malmo a couple of times to play. Um, he bought me the uh, Navigator from Forge World. Oh, and it's still I, in packet. I love that guy. He's amazing. I've still got him in packet. I haven't opened him all this time. And I've been looking for a reason to, to put him in the list. And I was trying to hammer him into some of my um, Iron Warrior lists. It just wasn't working. And then I pulled this one up. And I was like, nope, he's going in the Death Star. You know, I don't care. I just want to get Little Stare off once and wreck some dudes with it and then feel happy for like forever. Um, <laughs> so that's literally the plan I have. Um, is to do that. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've actually, to be fair, I've been doing a lot of work on building the army. I'm I'm trying to go um, after a chat with Henry a while back. I'm trying to go for mass painting approach because, like like you said, Freddie, when you when you sort of have two different types of painting, and I feel you get that if you do like two or three different models at a time or groups yeah. of models. Um, I'm trying to go for, um, yeah, that more uniform look because I mean, that's what they are. They're uniform. They're, they're, you know, that sort of army. Um, and I'm going to do the same with the tanks because I, I took, uh, I think it's from Vrax. There's a lovely, like two tone. So I'm going for a city 
feel with these guys. Um, my war, my commander is he's actually or rogue trader. I've taken uh, Pollux's base, um, oh, yeah. and I'm mounting him on that, and I'm going to smooth down the flag so it's not Iron Warriors and find somebody else to put on there. Um, yeah, because you must find it very offensive that it's an Iron Warrior flag. <laughs> I really do, especially because it's Alexis Pollux, that prick. Um, but I love that model, so <laughs> it's no fair. Um, <laughs> Too bad but, you're blinded uh, by this unyielding rage. Yeah, it, oh, so unyielding. I, I, I just can't. If I see yellow, I want to smash it, um, which is really annoying when I'm, you know, like make a make a sort of like Mexican food and do sweet corn and stuff with it. It's a, it's a bit messy. Um, Why do we never yeah. have cheese, Dad? You know oh, why. You know why you cannot have cheese. Cheddar is banned in this house. Um, no, it's not. It never is. It never will be. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, uh, I'm building on that, and I want something that's different to like the the Martian bases that I did for the Iron Warriors, and you know, I want to have a bit of play around. So I thought that nice sort of grey, concretey. Uh, weathering as well will go nice on there. Put a bit of broken rebar in there and, t- and uh, angle bar and stuff like that. So, yep, it has a plan. Um, so I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with all that, you know. And it's it's literally the first product uh, sort of hobby stuff I've done in a long time. But um, I'm loving it. Great to be back on the on the hobby wagon, you know. Yeah. In fact, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask you guys, I've got one last question before we move into the main segment. Oh, go. Yes, it's yes. It's a fluff question. Have either of you ever heard the idea slash rumor that the Black Templars are actually loyalist element from trader legions who were folded back into the Feral Fist and then just like hush hush pushed into their own chapter? I thought that was the Ultramarines. No, that's <laughs> like... Didn't, didn't yeah. Yeah, like the this wasn't that like the Silver Skulls or the Iron Warriors loyalist? Something like that. I mean, I I, I must admit, I'm I have next to no knowledge on the um, on the sort of forty k uh, successor chapters and all that sort of stuff. It's been so long that I I, I couldn't say. I, I thought it was the stupid. It's like the Templars from the Imperial Fist and uh, the Crybaby that went away. Yeah, it's um, what's his name? Sigismund. Yes, I was going to say Severus Snape, but that was completely different. Uh, <laughs> after all this time, after all this time, Sigismund always. Yeah, I mean, have you guys read War, read or listened to Warhawk yet? No, no, no. I'm still. Oh. I'm getting through the first wall. I want to do them all in order. Dude, it's so good. Warhawk is amazing. Jacketai is a fucking boss. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm just saying, Jagatai is a fucking boss. Otherwise, uh, I have to come over and kill you. Or is he? It's Scorner. Do you really want to travel this far to kill some, kill me, or are you just going to send an ICBM in my direction? Uh, for for a uh, fucking heresy book spoiler, there yeah. is no limit of the distance that I would travel. <laughs> Fair play. Right. Okay. I'll shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Jody, Jody, it's like you know, I have no mouth, and yet I must scream. Freddie, be like, hate. Let yeah, me tell you okay. how much I hate. Hate, how old do I love? Doth I love thee? Let me count the ways. Um, no, fair play, man. I'm not going to say another fucking word. Um, <laughs> okay, so to be fair, everybody's done quite a fair bit of hobby progress. That's awesome. Yep. 
That's really awesome. And, you know, I, I think I, I just actually, before we jump in, before we wrap this up and go into the main segment, I want to uh, just echo something that you said, Freddie, in that, that post you put up um, about how the fact that for whatever anybody says, we are, the, the heresy is bringing new people and people are painting. People are making stuff happen. Um, I think it's awesome. And I'm so happy to hear just how many new people were at Scandus, for example. Because, I mean, this is the first time I've had to chat with you guys properly about Scandus and everything. Um, I'm blown away, man. I was so happy listening to the uh, the last episode when you guys were talking about that. That's just awesome effort to everybody who was there. I've um, killed you before and I'll do it again, heresy. Yeah, well, you know. We'll see. We'll see, my friend. We'll see. I mean, yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> if if we were on a boat in a storm, <laughs> you'd be right out the window, <laughs> head first through the portal, is what he's saying. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, shove you in there to block it. <laughs> <laughs> there you have. Uh, there you heard it. Fred, Fred is thinking a lot about my rear. Well, let's be fair. Time. Let's be fair. The level of love we have for each other is we'd at least throw each other on the front of the Titanic to hopefully bounce the, bounce the um, iceberg before it actually hit the ship. That's how much we love each other. Uh, he's know. disagreeing with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, he's shutting up now. <laughs> Perfect. Well, has anybody like, got any... Go on, everybody's Chris. like, if I had a time machine, I'd do this. And yeah. Freddie would be like, if I had a time machine, I'd go to the Titanic and bring Christopher here so I could throw him in front of it as it went down. <laughs> I won't even tell them to like, miss, miss the iceberg or anything. I'll just throw you in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just If you're going to do a job, do it right. <laughs> Wait, where's All that right, quote then. from? If I, if I had a gun with four bullets and I was in the room... Oh, yeah, it's from the office, US. If I yeah. was in a gun... If I had a gun with four bullets and I was in the room with Hitler, Stalin, baby Hitler, Pol Pot, and Toby, and I guess Freddie means me in this case, I would ask everyone else to move out of the way and shoot Christopher four times. <laughs> That's Freddie's priority. I mean... Yeah, well, you know... Someone has to take a responsibility for everything. <laughs> nice. All right. Has anybody got anything else they want to add before we wrap it up and head on out to the uh, do a little musical break and then come back in for the main chat? No, nothing. I think there's quite enough now. <laughs> I yeah. think we've done quite a bit of damage already. Um, all right, then, guys. Well, we're going to head on off, uh, leave you with a little bit of music. And then we'll be right back with our main section as we all chat and froth about buff story, history, background, all that sort of fantastical jazz that we all love and pretty much why we're all here. Um, yeah, so we will see you right after these tunes. back and yes it's still my voice yes this is not an aberration this is actually happening um but i'm not alone 
because our main subject tonight, we are going to be talking about fluff, heresy fluff, whether it's from the dawn of the dawn of time or the latest black book or whatever story, short story we personally all love. Um, so I have Freddie, I have Christopher, but I also have the silent assassin himself, Mr. Pele. How are you doing, buddy? You good? Yeah, hey. good. Nice to be back. It's been a while. It's been a while, brother. It's been a while. Yes. Uh, I missed the intro. Sorry for that. But I'm here now for the important part. So you don't have to listen to... Uh, you know, well, you, I'll you, pitch, I'll you, No, you just tell us the truth. You had like zero hobby progress. So that's why you skipped the intro. You don't no, want to be I'm in... Not, you don't I want to be a shame. hobby progress, actually. But uh, since I wasn't here, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> He has he has a lot of hobby progress. He just doesn't want to shame us. He doesn't want us to feel bad about our lack of progress. We managed ninety minutes of progress. I think we're good. <laughs> I think like we're good. Fifty-five minutes of just like shit talking, I guess. Well, there is that too. Yeah, that's a kind I mean, of progress, I guess. It's all progress, isn't it? Yeah, everything is progress. That is not not progress. That's very yes. progressive of you, Freddie. No. I am the progressive one. Yes, you are. Just like the government. <laughs> yes. yes, you are. <laughs> Let's move on from that statement. Yes, smile right and now. nod, boys. Yes, smile and nod. <laughs> smile and wave, fellas. Smile and wave. <laughs> anyway, before, before we derail our derailment, um, let's, there's something really important we wanted to shout out. And I will say, because we pre-recorded the, um, the wrap-up, it is mentioned there as well. But there is uh, a very awesome event coming up here in Sweden in not too far away time from us now. Uh, and Chris, you've got all the details, so please hit, hit us up with the details of this event. Yes, I'm talking about Tales of Heresy, the third iteration, from January 15th at 9 p.m. to January 16th at 6 p.m. Now, your logical question would be, where is it? It's in Umeå, which is actually in the northern part of Sweden, which by many is considered the most actually geographically beautiful one. We're talking about rising mountains, beautiful valleys, blue-eyed people who have scarcely seen such sophistication as dwells in our capitals of Sweden, and, of course, frost giants to abduct you in the middle of the night and snack on you. It's the entire classical cultural experience. It's weirdly recorded midsummer if you've ever seen that. And also, you might be fortunate enough to experience some human sacrifice yourself. So, don't pee on random trees as well, which is also very important if you've seen it. Oh, this definitely. Stuff. Just saying. Uh, Randian Heresy may or may not be partially sponsored by an eldritch abomination from beyond the dawn of time. Who can tell you? It's Freddy. So, you're wondering logically, it's Umeå. Christopher, why the hell should I go to Umeå? Oh, there's heresy to be said. Stay no more. But. I am but a gormless millennial, Christopher. Where should I stay? Easy. On site, they have a lounge and a bar. And if you have hotel prices, you can book it for them. You can have a single room with breakfast for a scarce 79 euros. Or a double room with breakfast. Maybe you just like the space. We don't judge. Maybe you got a friend you want to rope in heresy. We definitely don't judge. 89 euros. Bring your wife and give her an army. It's fun for the whole family. The Vrangian heresy does not guarantee fun nor a family. You can play Age of Darkness, 2,000 points, or Zone Mortalis, 1,000 points. There are four games and an option to pick up games on the smaller set-em tables. Hey, Fred, it sounds like a good idea. Why don't you do that? Anyway, so it's check-in and registration at 9 o'clock. The games are ongoing to half past 6. 
There will be dinner and a mingle, and on the second day it ends at six, so plenty of time to get home. It's our dear friend of the podcast, Joachim Moritz, one of the coolest guys to play heresy up in the coolest part of northern Sweden. Literally, it can get up to minus 30 degrees Celsius, so, you know, it's going to be cold, but... These are some great people to play Heresy with. They're really nice, they're fun. And just to, maybe you're thinking like, but Christopher, Freddy, Pelle, Jody, I don't want to get, go to the Athens of Sweden and get my ass kicked by the harsh meta. Worry not. In northern Sweden, they play so nice games that even doing something socially acceptable like playing a Mechanicum is to be a reviled, revelictor and hated person. Bring your fluffy list and have fun. And if you bring a Mechanicum, don't be a douche. And if you bring Custodes, I'd, I'd probably don't. prepare like a will. Maybe like a, an alternative way of getting home. or Just make sure you can dig a small ditch by the side of a road and don't ask too many questions, dude. Just don't Any, ask too many questions. Anyone would think you have a problem with those with Custodes in some way, Chris. Not that I'm uh, you've seen me play, Jody. I have difficulties playing any game and winning. Uh, no, no, I would say that you're pretty hard, you're half decent a rock paper scissors. So I mean, you know, I get confused on things that 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 If you don't behave, Moritz is a well-renowned police officer. He will use your his teaser on you. <laughs> you will get tased, which for some of you might be a reward. Some of you a punishment. We judge not here because yes. you know. Don't. We don't. We don't shame in any any way, shape, or form, unless apparently you're a custode player or a non-fluffy mechanicum player. They know who they are, Jody. They know who they are, and they feel no shame. <laughs> and we know who they are as well, so that's not a problem. But, they are no, my angels of death, and they shall feel no shame. <laughs> that that needs to be a T-shirt. Nobody steal that. That's ours. Um, yes. Anyway, but to, to honestly, to to just to, uh, to sort of echo what Chris has said, they're a really good group of guys up there. They're um, a really solid uh, foundation of heresy players that come to, down to our events um, as well. That's where we know them from. We've gamed with them. They're really cool. Uh, they're doing this in association with, the, with us. Help, you know, we're helping them along a bit in our own way. And so is the Northern Heresy podcast. So you know, it's a collaborative event. Um, and for anybody wondering how to get there, uh, all joking aside, you can fly into the place. You get trains there i'm sure you can you can drive there if you like a long drive but it's very pretty so it's worth it as well um yeah. there aren't there we- many excuses to stop you from actually going and the guys have worked really hard to make it not just a fun event but to get it all under one roof make it social like you said bring family along um you know have stuff going on in the evenings make it easy for you to have pickup games they work really hard to make this a very inclusive event so Find the time, make the effort, get up there. You're going to have an absolute blast. Play some games. Yes, play some Heresy early in the year as well, which is always good. What's the, what are the actual dates for the event, Chris? 15th and 16th of January. Sorry, my wife just broke into my hard recording room and is fretting to eat the, my favorite donut. I don't know go, if that's... Go, go, go forth and, uh, and rescue thy donut, my friend. We, we can carry on without you until you return. Hopefully... No. I've been stabbed before and I do not look forward to being stabbed again. It gets real around here. Uh, So it's going to be the 15th and 16th of January. Uh, We're going to definitely put a link in the show notes. It's actually super intuitive because it says here, if you take the bus, you go to Umeå Bustahon, Umeå Central Bus Station, and you walk two blocks. 
which I guess is like a kilometer in Umeå. If you take the train, you walk one block, so half a kilometer, which would be 15 of your British miles, I guess. I don't know. I'm hazy on the distance, but anyway, uh, joking aside. From the airport? From the airport, it's like what? A bus, I guess? But go to the airport, take the airport coach, and you walk three blocks. Or if it's you're really a... nice, they'll airdrop you onto it from like yes. 1,500 feet. <laughs> well, I mean, drop pod. <laughs> yeah. and drop it. If you've ever <laughs> seen the Flintstones, that's pretty much how they'll deliver you. So just like the giant albatross will go slightly above the city house and just drop you off. There's like a big trampoline. I thought that was the rescuers. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it might be, right? Rescue rangers. Rescue rangers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. We... Danger, danger. danger. <laughs> will Robinson? <laughs> If you anyway, have time it's... and opportunity, go there. They're nice guys. It's a fun game. It's beer at the beer in the bar. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful city. I, I mean, Umeå has a lot of amazing history. It's like one of the first lumber towns in Sweden, and I've been there before. And I mean, the guys are super welcoming, and pretty much everyone in Umeå is super pleasant and welcoming. And I won't be there, so you know that's another point for why you should go. No, so it's. Think... It's, it's a wonderful place. Because they don't really see many people and electricity scares them. But, you know, <laughs> just just go with it. It's it's going to be an awesome time. Don't bring a lighter and try to become their god king. I did that. And being tarred and feathered is not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> right, okay. Well, before they come and kill us for not getting anybody to their event, uh, let's let's move on. I'll let's confound on. them with my swish, with my swish southern ways. Well, we're not, mm. not mentioning Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps. No, I mean, joking aside, they're super pleasant. It's a great community. I really wish yeah. I could go, but <laughs> I, I don't have vacation days. I wish I did. And I am you get new vacation day of New Year. Seriously. Well, no, because yeah, new guy gets to work. <laughs> More or less. Well, yeah, and Fred, Fred is going to be somewhere doing something we don't even know. He, no. I can't hear him through all the lies and deceit. Throughout the LVO in this. Yeah, flim flam, lies and flim flam. Uh, I hope nobody tips off airport security in Sweden, Freddy. That'd be a tragedy. Right, okay, okay, okay. And before, like, literally, before we get ourselves in legal trouble now, right, I'm stopping. Uh, I'm putting the stop to this. Let's get on with tonight's episode where we're M- going to talk about. Mashallah, brother Chapman. Mashallah. I thought, oh, you. Okay. I'm not answering you in any language for the fear of everything. Right, let's talk fluff. So, the heresy is how do you put it? It's I was going to say like 50% fluff. I mean, it is. It is like 90% fluff. Yeah, it's built on the passion and drive of the fluff. A lot of us got into it because of the fluff, not the other way around. True. Well, I guess. Oh, sorry. Am I? Huh? No. Well, I guess uh, it, from from my experience in uh, having run a lot of events, uh, you notice there's everyone that's from leaving like 40k, Warhammer Fantasy, and so on, and finding a different uh, system, uh, and they just enjoy playing the game, all the way to people that are, are like hardcore fluffers. This is true. This is mm-hmm. very true, and I think yeah. I think the most recognizable thing about heresy is it is technically in, in air quotes a historical war game so there it thrives around the story of that like any good historical anything that makes sense yeah like yeah. like talking from my perspective like uh, a perspective 
perspective <laughs> per se oh, i can't even you talk had one beer before getting on here man yeah Come i know on. but um, your perception my yeah uh, talking from my point of view there you go we worked around it hey, <laughs> hey i'm a winner uh don't break um, your arm joke yourself off there freddy the, the fun part is like uh pella remember this because we kind of grew up together we played uh second ed and and rogue trader and shit when we were young uh after that, we kind of moved into historical, at least me. I don't know about Pella, but I'm I'm pretty sure Pella moved into historical as well, like DBA, uh, Flames of War. Yeah, um, all kinds of system. Yeah, all kinds of historical system, e- even, uh, God forbid, Napoleonics. But we also dabbled in that a little bit, uh, Fog, Fogar, and so on. Uh, and the thing is, I remember when I first hear, like, heard about, like, I'm not talking about the black books coming out because as soon as they dropped like Horus Rising, I bought that shit anyway. But I'm talking about the game system here. So as soon as I heard that they were going to drop uh, a game about the Horus Heresy and I saw the trailer for like the Betrayal book, like the first book, I was like, oh my God. Because I don't know, for me, in a personal point of view, um, I kind of played a lot of historicals. and. But I kind of grew up on 40K and fantasy. That was kind of my first, in, well, it was actually epic, or Space Marine, as it was called back then. Um, was my first kind of contact, that and Adeptus Titanicus, followed by um, 40K, whatever, you call, Rogue Trader or whatever, 40K. But um, that was kind of like my first experience, like gaming experience. Um, so it, it's always been like fun fun to my heart but because i was heavily into historical somehow that ticked all the boxes because a it was an historical war game but set in my childhood universe if that makes sense yeah yeah a lot of sense yeah so i don't know about you guys like how how you kind of got into that's that's true because i do love the uh, the setting or the fluff from uh, 40k second edition i remember uh, i read that fluff book what's called codex imperialis was that the oh yeah the book? one that you got in the box set in the box yeah. you know you read it back and forth you you discover new things every time and like i said you're moving on you're losing the 40k a little bit and the rules itself deteriorating making become easier and easier every every edition and you start playing other things and when you this i remember you talk about it freddie yeah i have to do this have you seen it i know skeptical at first actually because just another games workshop uh, simplified universe to 40k but it, it's not like that when you start to read all the fluff it's Sure, it's mass-produced sci-fi, but it is really good written. And you find new stuff every time. You can pick up any book that read before, read it again, and find new stuff. And that's the motivation why we're doing this. As with me, oh, I can do a, this unit or build an army around this or whatever. The list building to win is not important to me. It's the it's to find an interesting list to do, both play and paint. That's what's motivated me. 
uh, I don't know what it other thinks if I'm fluffing out too much, but that's that's but that's what's fun. How can I use this, for example, terror squads and night lords are building night lords right now? Pre melt the bomb, it's a pretty shitty unit, but how can you use it? How can you build an army around them to to make them work? And painting interesting. That's what's uh, motivating me. Well, uh, you kind kind of figuring out how that fitted into the fluff. So, yeah. so, so uh, like a question: When you guys start an army, I know I'm derailing now. <laughs> well, I'll start with you, Christopher. Like when you start an army, do you do you like kind of build up a background story in your head first, or you do do you pick the unit first, or like which way do you go, go about it? Well, I mean. I probably have the absolutely worst way of approaching it because like when I started my Alpha Legion, it was my very first army. I went into the web shop because I I got into the heresy a bit later, you guys. I got in 2015. I was just going to have my first kid. I'd gotten back in 40k after a couple of years and like my interest was starting to wane because I played in a very non-competitive group. But even in that group, as the seventh edition, like creep started to reach some sort of weird crescendo where the more formations you brought, the more enjoyment you're supposed to get. I never got up with all that. So I think I started reading like the black books. And I started reading about like, okay, Emperor's Children. I just read through book one, all the fluff parts from book one, two, three, four. And I think all the way up to five, because that's the ones to route. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. Uh, Empress Children, what do I like? I like these units. And then I went to the web shop and I literally bought the units that I thought were the most appealing. Okay, why do I have these units? What's the logical cohesive reason to have a force? And that's how I went on to do my Alpha Legion. I did like a very vehicle heavy army. Okay, what do you have vehicles for? Armored breakthroughs. Okay, so I played an armored breakthrough list. What are you doing? Why are they doing it? Do you have mechanical allies? Why? Okay, well... That's how I started writing like the fluff story for my mechanic and thrall world, uh, which I always called just like the Ford for Laputa, because I always like like Gulliver's re- Gulliver's trips, and in it, of course, I mean everybody's read it. You have the very very memorable uh, uh, people of Laputa who live on a flying city in the town, a flying city in the sky, and basically they've evolved to such an extent that they only make very impractical philosophical applications of technology and they're incapable of resolving in the most basic of dispute in anything except for a scientifically high-minded way and they also have like the giant people of the Brogdingnag which is the giants in Gulliver Strips so that became my nighthouse so basically like why are these guys working together what is the narrative what would drive them okay what sort of battles have i had how do i write that into a cohesive narrative and that's how i started making like my armored breakthrough company the 108th and i just took 108 because i was always a huge fan of the chinese novel the water margin and the sacred number in Taoism is 108 though so it's easy for me to remember i can always say it's the 108th and they were known as the stone burners which is just a lazy frank herbert reference because that's what they call nuclear weapons there and I started writing the fluff from there. So, uh, like, when I fought Freddy's Emperor's Children, they had a tank-off battle. Write that in. I think, like all of you guys are saying, and I'd really like their Jody's take on this as well, what gripped me into Horus Heresy over other systems is the fact, like, there's a reason they could crank out 35 books in a Black Library series about this. Uh, I heard of unforeseen feat on literary level because the Old World books had a lot of really good books. On the other hand, the Black yeah, Library novel series wound up on the New York Times bestseller list. I think that was 
the burning of Prospero. And a lot of them work as standalone literary works. They're chock full of literary references of just the driving forces. They make heavy use of the hero's journey. They subverted expectations before the dudes who did Game of Thrones sort of fucked up with it. There's a lot of driving themes in it. And like you and Pelle were into, there are a lot of strong characters that entice you, encourage you to write your own ideas. I think JP from Age of Darkness usually says that trying to explain your Dungeons and Dragons character is a bit like explaining your dreams. It doesn't make any sense and nobody really wants to hear it. But in Heresy, you're a, you are with a bunch of like-minded uh, ideal group of characters and guys who also want to hear it. So you motivate and drive it. It's not about like kicking the shit out of how, whoever you're playing and bragging about it on the internet. It's just making a cohesive force and writing your own narrative for it. And I think yeah. way back in 5th edition, that's what encouraged me. I never played 2nd edition, which you guys did. I'd like to hear more about that. But if you go back to the battle wars, like, okay, these are your these are your battleship engagement. How do they affect the story? These are your ZM engagements. How does it affect the story? That's how most of us play Horus Heresy as well. You play these games. Okay, what did you get after that? What happened? Who's your commander? And that's usually how I approach it. I look at a couple of dunes like this. What do I want to do? Totally. I mean... <laughs> And then, yeah, sorry. And then thereafter, it's like build the narrative around that. Uh, sometimes it works out better. Sometimes you sit there with 45 terror assault marines and don't really know how to go <laughs> forward. And you can't play any sort of army because that's all you have. Uh, but you work around it. I like, Fred, like, yeah, like Pelle said, I played the terror assault for years and they were not very good, but I always had fun because I made a narrative around it. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. No, yeah. man, that's. This is what it, this this is why we do this. This is what gets just empowers us to feel like this. So, so fox away, brother. But you're going to say something there, Freddie? Uh, no, I was just going to ask you, Jody. What, what's yeah. your what did you oh, do? Oh wow. Uh, um. Okay. Good lord. Um. Okay. I'm going to try and touch pace on everything that everybody's kind of talked about. So yes, I got I got into I was a fantasy player first. Warhammer fantasy dwarfs. Uh, high Elves, and then eventually Empire, because I just love the high fantasy setting of all those different armies, and I thought they were fucking cool. Uh, I was on the outskirts of 40k most of the time, uh, but I do remember uh, being back in second ed and being around that and everything all the way through. Um, the funniest thing that ever caught me just in general about fluff is the original incarnation of Space Marines. I don't remember... If, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this at all, but they were basically, they weren't the superhero type, you know, dudes that they are now. They were drunken, you know, fighting fucking um, dudes who were like prisoners and stuff, who just got co-opted into wearing armor and fighting. This was like the original, original way back Rogue Trader descriptions of Space Marines. And I remember that caught me as being, oh, this is cool. And then reading up about it and then realizing it had gone in a completely different direction, which was basically the modern versions of 40K. Um, what gripped me about heresy? Well, I've said a number of times, I didn't get in until a bit later either with heresy. I got in around book three. And first off, I saw the artwork for the Iron Warriors. And I just fell in love straight away. Um, all the old marks. I mean, they, they had more Mark II and Mark III images in the book, in book three, straight away. They had tanks, 
They were miserable, grumpy buggers, which pretty much suited me as a personality type anyway. They were stubborn. Um, so my initial love for heresy came from the artwork, came from there. Um, and at the same time, I picked up the very first black, uh, the very first um, uh, heresy novel. And it, like I've said this so many times, it was that first opening line or opening sentence, which is basically, I was there the, the day Horace slew the emperor. It's a fantastic start to anything. And it is a hell of a, a fake out when you actually read it and how it builds, but implications to later. So I just started churning through the books that were available at that point. And I was burning through those as quickly as possible. When it came to building an actual army, my first army was the Iron Warriors, uh, as I said. And it literally came around the fact that I didn't know how to build an army based around the fluff. I didn't really have any of the books to hand. Um, but I got the box set, the, the first plastic box set. And that was my fourth. That was what I could build around model-wise. Once I started reading the background, I got into um, being almost pervasive uh, or because, every, as I said, every Legion can do everything it wants to. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm going to do everything that the Iron Warriors aren't really known for. So in came assault squads, in came fast tanks, in came jet bikes. And that was pretty much my army for a long time until um, I think it was like I got my hands on some Vindicator laser destroyers. And then suddenly it became that and mortars and, oh, I will actually play them like Iron Warriors and they're just as much fun. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of what it built around was was being almost anti the the immediate stereotype of the Iron Warriors, uh, as you do. Uh, <laughs> I've just I started a, a and I've got a very slow building World Eaters force, um, which started around the fact that uh, I saw a certain person take Angron on a murder spree. That included super heavies. I think it was Artak Moore and just about everybody within like a t what would effectively been. No, like no, he, he killed Artak Moore by flipping a land raider. He killed him by flipping a land raider. Why can you not? How can you not fall in love with that? Um, so he literally yeah, flipped him off. No, he no. literally flipped it on top of him. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> um, but that's what got me into into world eaters, and then again, Betrayer. Black, the Black, uh, Black Library novels have been super influential for me, I've got to be honest. Um, and I think the, the current army, the one I'm building now, this one's the one where I've really sat down and started to work out fluff and really work out a background and sort of go, well, what am I basing this on? And it's like I've said before, it's got uh, the intro, huge impact from like things that I love, which is like steampunk. Bioshock, one of my favorite games like ever. Um, you know, the fact that rogue traders exist and fought in heresy, but they're very rarely mentioned, if at all. So it's a huge amount of open space to be creative with. Um, and also running them as like a militia list, 
this might sound weird, but uh, as part of the event team, it's nice to have something that you can create that's basically neutral. So if we ever get player slot drop out, I can jump in. Or I can play as whatever faction we need it. So it's a combination of, I don't know, practical and fluff, fun, that drives it um, for me. Uh, but yeah, the, I think the, the best army, I've, the army I've had most fun with when it comes to like fluff is the one I'm doing now, being able to create it from scratch. So I think that's, that covers everything. Uh, did I miss any points you guys raised about what you've talked about? No, no, I just yeah. I, I just got an idea here. Uh, uh oh, yeah. Just <laughs> no, just like quick. Which is your favorite like black rivalry novel? I was thinking we could go, go like around Ooh. the table. Oh, just oh, the book, the book, and then <laughs> no, just you like a pitch one book. Yes, you, you have to choose book. the one book, oh. and it doesn't have to be your like. No, it doesn't have to be like a, a high level of steer. Like, well, I actually really enjoy uh, the buried dagger because of the underlying themes of. No, just like I like this book, and this is why. <clears throat> and if you have hard with it, I, I can start. I'm gonna say, oh shit, yeah, Battle for Abyss when they fight Moloch because I think it's the best show of combined arms between empowered superhumans and witch magic <laughs> on a reasonably believable scale. Yeah. That was that's crime. Crime. <laughs> that's a nice idea. Now, favorite One exceptionally good book. Which you haven't read, I presume, is uh, the Night Lord Omnibus. Uh, <laughs> That's not in the Harris era. <laughs> yes, a little bit actually. It's scouring at least. Uh, sure, fine, doesn't count. That's a good book. Read it. Okay, so that's not the one with Sevatar riding on top of a. Uh, um... No, that's no, Prince, Prince of Crow. Okay, it's a short story. Yeah, it could be. A... It's a short story, it doesn't count, but one of the best, uh, I, then I pick Flight of Eisenstein. Oh, that's a good one. Nice, good call. Uh, one of the best, the early Black Library books in the Horus Heresy setting uh, are the best, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I remember I read that when I built my Death Guard army. Yeah. I started building that one. So it appealed to me. but. I have a thing for reading about space combat. Uh, Don't ask me why. You like like, uh, Shadow Point, Execution Hour, and all those old school ones. Mm. And there's a combination there. We're both Death Guard. Death Guard fluff, the background. When they're falling, they're coming demons. And it's it's a very intriguing, exciting story. And how they reveal to, to the uh, Emperor Fist that this heresy going, just that part. So uh, is, it's a good book. Is that the one where Garrow gets pimp-handed by Rogaldorn into a wall? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Yes. Stand. Yeah, when he gets it, it's like, oh. oh yeah, exactly. the original, when he originally reveals it, yeah, he does. Yeah, because he, he's like, he's gone through all of this, he's, he's some friend, becomes like the first Plague Marines, and he just rushes off the ship, like gets to Sternal, goes on a knee, my lord, Dorn, your brother has betrayed you. He's like, oh, okay, which one? Horus. 
The fuck you say oh, the English oh. shit? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very much excuse what? me moment. <laughs> yes, that's how dare you speak ill of any of my brothers? So pretty, I guess like mostly horrors. <laughs> they're all fuck fucking the insane. How dare you? How dare you? He's a saint. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah, I have, I have to have a secret pick, uh, Bob Bobler. Yeah, that's a full game book. <laughs> It's oh, fucking full, full awesome group, as well. Fulgrim is awesome. Oh. Yeah, all well, one thing about the early books as well is these uh, remembers uh, yeah. civilians doing recording the history and makes the interesting point in reading a book from like human perspective that <laughs> this this sculpture guy, you know, he oh, gets yeah. a little bit upset, lock himself up in his room to make a perfect sculpture of the emperor <laughs> and he opens the door after <laughs> and he like, opens the door what and the, the last fuck has been going page, on here <laughs> the, the entire legion has flipped and they're like murder torture rape him <laughs> i swear yeah, but, to uh, god no. when i, when I, when I read that, is... <laughs> oh he, he, he literally falls on his own sword um i remember yeah. reading that and going that's the moment in the movie where you open the door look out and go nah and close the door again and just lock it yeah, like, yeah, but it's like when when Fulgrim's like they're on a fucking spaceship. They can go anywhere. Yeah. What's the fuck is supposed to do? <laughs> I summon you, Prime among the sculptures, <laughs> Prime among the remembrances. Come gaze here upon my sculpture, which I have made of myself. And the guy's like, Yeah, no, it's pretty good, Fulgrim. Now speak your mind. Well, the thing is, Fulgrim, it's perfect, and that means it's actually worthless because all art has to have a subtle part of subjective perception. If you make it perfect, like you've done here, uh, there's no enjoyment, there's no planet, there's no life. There's just like angles and directions, just like fucking geometry, dude. Hey, you're a Primark, it's cool. And Fulgrim's like, yeah, yes, 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 I see, and just smashes his head in with his bare palm. Fuck your I mean, opinion. When you, when it, let's talk like that. <laughs> Yes, Fulgrim does. Aware, Apparently, we're so. very aware that Fulgrim can't take criticism. Just saying. Yeah, Fulgrim. <laughs> yeah, Fulgrim speaks that. like the Queen. We have gathered here. Marius Vairosian played uh, played that a pain opera. Like JFK. What? That's what? Like JFK. <laughs> what is wrong with Ask not what your legion can do for you. Ask Thank what you. your legion can do when I decapitate you and put your head in the celebratory vine. Fuck you, Idolon. Yeah, you're right. Freddy, what's your favorite? So he's head back then. He <laughs> did. It's fucking zombie. <laughs> Freddy, yeah, what's your favorite it? book, brother? Come on, let's get this moving. Uh, obviously, someone has already mentioned Fulgrim, but yeah. uh, Betrayer, and obviously, The Thousand Sons. Yeah. Even oh, though yeah. I, I'm not like a big massive fan of Thousand Sons, I have to say that that is super well written. Like it, it yeah. really introduced the Legion. Got to think about Magnus. It lay a lot of groundwork of the of the fluff of burning of prospero and shit it it kind of yeah, really filled because going back to all the fluff that happens like it, it's pretty fun prior to recording his episode you kind of did some detective work like uh i don't know what we call it like um ancient uh <laughs> detectives and shit and yeah i dragged out every single book all the way back from fucking titan legions back in the day um uh, and to find like all the stuff about the Horus Heresy, and and, and the thing is, uh, it's so fun to read it now after you read the Black Books and stuff before then. And, and it started with the Burning of Prospero. I I don't think it that didn't show up until like Codex Chaos Second Ed or some shit got mentioned because I I can't find it anywhere else. Are you and... sure it's not mentioned in the 
Flat uh, book, yeah, second ed. I'm no, sure well, that is Codex Chaos. That is the second ed. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. No, I say... mean the the Codex Imperialis, you know, fluff book from the. No, uh, I don't game. think so. I looked all of them, but maybe it's just so. I don't know, but I know that it says uh, like the Thousand Suns, and it goes through like the Burning and Prospero, like the Space Wolves and shit. Yeah, while Freddy shakes that, which one is your favorite oh. book, Jody? Oh boy, I said betrayal. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, well, well no, I know we have your answer. You're gonna check. You're gonna check in the old books, right? If it's mentioned. Yeah. Well, I've got to say this one. Freddie's already called out my favorite, which is Betrayer. Um, I absolutely adore that book. Um, I'm gonna because that's happened. I'm gonna expand a little bit. I'm gonna say my favorite type of book have to be the ones where you explore more about the Primarchs. So, like uh, Prospero Burns. Um, where you get what is it? Um, Alpharius versus Dawn. Um, one of the recent, more recent books, and then you've uh, got. Uh, you got the Primax books then? Yeah, the Wolfsbane, um, stuff like that. But Furry Dagger. Yeah, if I'm going to give you, if I'm going to give you a second, it's t- There's a, my second favourites are tied between Legion, because Legion's an awesome book. Uh, Priest of Mars, because Mars Rebellion, and the latest one, which is Warhawk. Okay. Yeah, I've heard Warhawk. so much good about Warhawk. Warhawk is amazing, and it actually, two things, it actually made me like the White Scars as a Legion. I'm sorry <laughs> to all the White Scars players out there, it's taken me a long time to get on board with your Legion, but finally I get it. And it is not just down to the calm, he is fucking amazing, but it is down to how they are portrayed in that book. I think it's amazing. Um, and not so much that the Imperial Fists suck less, but I have a lot more respect for, um, oh, what's he bloody called? Not Dawn. Um, Sigismund. Sigismund, thank you very much. Yes, Sigismund. I have a lot more respect for Sigismund. Now that I, and I get the Black Templars a lot more. Yeah. So yeah, one book. Betrayer number one tied for second place. Those three books because they're they're just beautiful presentations of stuff outside of you know superhuman points of view and stuff. Yeah, but the Iron Iron Warriors love us like you. What's yeah. It, what it's called? Angels Exterminatus. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. I adore <laughs> Angel. I adore Angel yeah. I think that it's, it's as much a, of a Fulgrim book as it is an Iron Warriors book. Yeah, that's Angel Exterminatus made yeah, me feel about the Iron Warriors the way that the latest book Warhawk made you feel about the Imperial Fist. Yeah. It made me uh, like the Iron Warriors. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You get another another point of view for for Drabo. Yeah, he is yeah. not only the siege master. He is actually an architect. Things. And a grumpy boy as well, but yes, yeah, I mean, but... it is. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful book. But I'm talking just purely as me, as a reader, as somebody yeah. who you know loves audiobooks as well. Those are the ones I can go back to every time. That's why they're in my top. I mean, Angel Exterminatus would be number four or five on that list. You know, that would be my top five. Um, but they are above purely because I think they're better stories to keep revisiting. 
one other thing about the amazing universe of 30k is that like you guys have mentioned sometimes you're like hey wh- why is fulgrim such a preening prick or like why is ferris mana such a distancing asshole or like for me why is pertrobo so fucking angry bitter and manchild sometimes and then you read angel exterminators or whatever like your aha book is and then i'm yeah. like i get it now now I get why Pert Robo is such a bitter piece of crap. Now I get why he's a potato in power armor. Now I get why he's an angry man child slapping his brother's face into a fully working mini Warhound Titan. Like, yeah, I get it. Say he's a, can we call him a baked potato? Because at least they're a bit bigger and they've got, you know, like, <laughs> get wrapped in metal. I don't know if he has, like, the majestic stature of a baked potato, but I will make an exemption for your for your sort, man. I, will. I appreciate that. Thanks very much, my kids, There is perhaps uh, Mr. Potato from Pepper Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Pig is on fucking repeat in my home right now with the kids stick. It's just like I've seen every episode on Netflix twice. They have this sound that goes like when Peppa's dad does something like d- dumb, it's like a whistle that goes doot, doot, and I just hear it in my nightmares. Oh. Don't tell me how it is. Yeah. Peppa Pig, enough said. Not not going yeah. into it anymore. No, so thank you, Boris Johnson. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. I don't need to go there anymore. Um, so... No, because, I mean, a lot of people have said it before, and I'll agree with it. Sometimes, because there's such an incredibly large cast of characters, and uh, now that we're in the Siege of Terror, there's not as many characters anymore, thank you. But mm-hmm. it does give you ample opportunity to identify all of them. I mean, even Little Horus Axeman got some fleshing out, and the twin stunts of Horus guys from uh, fall, from False Gods and Horus Rising come back, you know, like the half and whole, and one of them dies on Istvan. And they, then they just spend the rest of the entire heresy chasing, what's his name? Not Artic Moore, Shadok Medicine. And they have like oh, a yeah. huge payoff 55 books later. Yeah. And the fact that they actually do something with all of this is something I always appreciate, and it's pretty yeah, enjoyable that's to it. see. That's what I think as well. You, all, you have tons of characters, uh, different what happened to them, are they coming back? Um, that's interesting with the rememberers as well, because I don't know, remember who now, but uh, the guy Dorn locks up in a prison. Uriel Sinderman? Yeah. Suddenly pop up uh, again in like book, I don't know, 40? Yeah. I'm reading the Book of Terror and they're like, hey, look, it's the Remembrancers. I'm not going to tell exactly who. And I'm like, hey, yeah, it is a fucking oh, Remembrancers. Yeah, they, they do come back, yeah. That's yeah. The- and, and they have one. some fuck. They still have some urgency. Yes. Yeah, and if you, I tell you what, if you talk about, uh, okay, spoilers ahead for anybody who's not read the Last Wall, that sort of. I'm reading it right through. now. Okay. Uh, all right. You mute your mic. Mute. Yeah. All I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say is somebody from the Heresy series pops up again. It's awesome. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I, I kind of liked, uh, and I think I know what you're talking about, but. In the one called what? Which is it? Like the first siege of Terra. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in that they have one of the remembrancers, and they have like one of the demons, and it turns out they had like a plan from way back in book two, and it just stinks yep. up beautifully. They have all that's these characters. The... Huh? Yeah, that's with the the one it pops up on the Imperial Fist ship. And... Yes. yes, and I mean. They they have a diverse, large, engaging cast of characters, and obviously it's a good selling mechanism as well because like when you used to buy Transformers, like uh, Red Light is my favorite, or like Prowl is my favorite. So everybody gets a toy, and this one pretty much everyone gets some sort of conclusive ending, 
And some are going to die. I mean, we knew that from the beginning. But at least now it's a satisfying death. And it's amusing. You know, you know what? I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to pull uh, a slight uh, swerve. Now you've mentioned that and we've talked about a few things. Again, I want to go around the, the virtual table here, starting with Freddy. Yep. Who is your favorite non-main character in the heresy sort of fluff? And I, by main characters, I'm talking like Big E, Mokador, all the Primarchs, and oh, I kind of want to say they're first or eighth captains, depending. But I think, no, we'll stick at not including Primarchs and Big E and all that sort of stuff. So, do, do and just include... to make sure me and Pelle have different answers, no one can say Sevatar. <laughs> do you I like Sevatar. Like, I want to uh, know female... what's happened to him. What? Yes, yes, because I think I know who you're going to call, and that's a fucking good job. <laughs> do you include female like starship captains with like uh, bloody <laughs> hands on their chest? You mean those who, those ones that may or may not stand up to Primarchs? Yes, yes, we yeah. do. They count. Like, <laughs> they can't. Well, that's my answer. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Okay. For those who may not know who you're talking about, can you just explain very quickly? What Ready? do you want me to explain? There, there's a lot of memes going around about uh, she's having sex with Karn all the time. See if I can find like one on the internet now. Memes and Freddy's fanfics. No, you don't need to find that on the internet. You don't want We've any Google history. <laughs> this will not be in the show notes. Freddy's no. slash fic will not be in the show notes. Okay. Well, it's uh, Lotara Sarin, obviously. Yeah, Lotara, yeah. Lotara, Karn, could you please tell Angron to stop fucking up all the time, Severin? <laughs> stop, make him stop breaking the hyperdrive. It's pissing me off. <laughs> Excuse me, Karn, I swear to shit. God, Angron is beating the shit out of the Indians. That doesn't sound too bad. It means we're all going to die. I like the sound of that before you can punch someone. No! Yes, it is the... This is the, 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 this is Angron's flagship. Uh, no, this is her ship that Angron rides on. Just saying. <laughs> so, Pella, yes. your favorite your favorite secondary character. Okay, you mentioned Sevator. Yeah. So it doesn't count, I guess. But uh, no. that's that's an interesting interesting character, and there are. I don't fluff to discuss what's happened to him. Prince of Crow. Uh, let's see what's happened. Otherwise, perhaps Garo from Eisenstein. Mm. That's another character to build up. He got uh, his own book. Yes, one the Chosen from Malkadors. And do you, do you want to hear something shocking, Pelle? Do I have a choice? No. Oh. Uh, like every time I ask, do you want to hear me talk? It's mainly rhetorical. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Apparently. ADB doesn't like Sevatar as much because people come up to him all the time and keep asking about what happened to Sevatar, like what's going on, we're going to get some conclusion. And apparently it's kind of miffed because he feels like it's the same situation that Alan Moore had about Rorschach. You're not supposed to think that Sevatar is a cool, engaging guy because he murders people offhand. You're supposed to be like, ooh, that's Sevatar, he's a cold client. But people just come up to him like, hey, Sevatar is the fucking best thing ever. Couldn't have written him as such an edgy bad boy then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, road to the van hero. What the fuck are we gonna do? I'm not done yet. Speaking of Garrow, we got the saint. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, basically Gira. founder, not founder, but uh, the founder of the Imperial Cult is actually a lord, but that's another story. No, you're, you're free tequila. 
Um, yes. Yes. Um, okay. I'll stick with that. Three guys. The two okay. guys, one gal. That's now three that, guys. We only yeah. did one guy. Now that Jody, you know, we'll get it's kind of you, buddy. Don't worry. Seven it's kind of funny because I've never once thought about it, but now that I heard Jody say Euphrati aloud, it's kind of funny that her name's Euphrati as in Euphrati and Tigris, which is literally, you know, the Mesopotamian and the Middle Eastern river of life. Yeah. It's funny there that... There are the tons fun... of those references in the Horace Heresy fluff, if you bother that's what to I love. check out the names. But her I name think. means font of life, and she is the literal font of life for the Litigur Divinatus. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like they had English literature majors who might have been involved in the writing yeah. of this. Imagine, you know, who knew? Yeah, <laughs> not everybody. Well, there are people just as well educated, informed as you, Christopher, in the world. Are you asking me us, to but, consider yeah. the fact that somebody else had a brilliant idea? Never. Yeah, well, I'm asking you to consider it. Whether you agree with it or not is another matter. But are they not? Ro- if they're not Rowan Atkinson or Stephen Fry. Request denied. Well, Dan Abnett and ADB, and yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. No, but seriously, it's a good idea. Like Pella said, there's a lot of those little references, and it's it's weird because I've read those books a lot lately, and until I heard you like say it aloud, I've never once considered a fact. Um, good shout, by the way, Pella, on all three. Very nice. Oh, yeah, done, definitely. Mate. Now your turn, oh, Jody. No, your turn. I'm controlling this conversation. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, when you're a pretentious asshole like me, you have to give like some really subversive, like underground answer, like like well, one of the crewmen from the first book. No, no, do you know who I've actually really enjoyed lately? Sure. Uh, one of the black book original guys, Zardulayak, uh, like the ancient priest, the owner of the Blade Slaves, or as Tim from Idaho said, the best metal name ever for a band, Zardulayak oh, yeah. and the Blade Slaves. He was introduced in book five. And, I mean, he's the anointed priest of chaos, and it's hinted that he is actually somebody who was very, very influential in the forming of the word bearers, but you'll never know, because he gave up the entirety of his past, literally, to a demon to become who he is today. And you can still see him as a Faustian character in the later Siege of Terra, and obviously just grooming Abaddon. And it works as, like, a very long wink to the reader. It's like, how do you take this choleric slightly sympathetic but continuously houndingly loyal character of Abaddon to become Abaddon the Despoiler of the later it's like you said about Sigismund and the Black Templars what made him become like this and Sardulaic is very quickly becoming the answer to what made Abaddon go from obedient second captain and equity to independent warlord yeah yeah sorry but I meant two horrors but yeah you're right entirely right first captain to this sort of like driving force and charismatic toward the force who can unite every warband in the entire galaxy, even the Emperor's children. And he's he's actually really engaging. It also helps that he is like a magically oriented character and I always preferred magic when I played fantasy in 40k. Yeah. You, you could argue that it's, he's not much as a character as he's just like literary device, but I also have fun seeing him. Yeah, he's a, he's a really solid character to be fair. Um, and you are right, I, I love Again, it's another one of those long play payoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it or something. I also like the president that they took like a black book character and just put him into the, like, the black novels and really meshed out well. And also that he's like a driving force in ever since uh, something happened in the last and the Dan book. And now he's just there. 
while uh, Lorger is off, you know, whining. Lorger is always whining. <laughs> yeah, or I don't know what the fuck happened with Lorger. Fucking cry, baby. <laughs> he went. He it's... went from being like a semi-interesting character in the beginning uh, to like I don't know what's going on. The first heretic is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And betrayer, like you've changed, Lorgar. I know. And now it's like that picture I sent you with the crow, where they've just photoshopped a lightning claw with the with the raven on it. It just says it's a screaming crow that says, "Fight me, Lorgar, you bitch." And Lorgar's like, "No, my feelings." Speaking of uh, Undertone, isn't Betrayer a very good criticism of religion as a whole? Well, I yes. think it's Karn having a discussion yeah. with Lorger and says, yeah, the background is that they're killing every people on every planet just to make a big maidstorm. And say, why do you do this? What's the point of killing these people? Remember, this is Khan. And he just yeah. answered, I'm doing this, but I don't want to. But I'd have to because the gods say so. Hmm. That Makes sense, better. Yeah, just Beautiful. religion as a whole. Yeah, but also yeah. if you're gonna go, lo- if you're gonna like go higher on it, it, also questions what we call in theology the divine enigma. And basically, what it says is that the human mind, being subordinated to the God that's created, can never fully understand the whims and creations of God. So you do what you're told, and it leads to greater things, not necessarily in a divine celestial reward, but in the sense that you create something bigger than yourself. And that's what, I guess, organized religion, Abramidic sense, is supposed to do. You follow, yes. like, the ceremonies, you follow the institutions, yes. you do the and ceremony, then you create you read something. the book, you follow instructions. Yeah. But you, in doing that, you can unhook your morale if you want to yeah. Yeah, and claim you're not evil when you kill thousands of people. But yeah, just, just ask this, for This is not a theology podcast, but... Uh, mm-hmm. it's it also works point. very well for, like, political beliefs. Yeah. 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 Super yeah. handy. It's, it's a like great good, mate. It's, it's, like say, it's like they say in Babylon 5, understanding is not necessary, obedience is... is. Animated works well, out great for Lorgar, right? Small to jump, perhaps. It sounds like a marriage. <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> I can't hug you there. Yeah. Blessed uh, is the mind too small to doubt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's important. Hope is the first step on the road to disappointment. Which I believe is. I said that to my boss the other day, by the way. <laughs> she, she, I, I love that when they used to have that in the old uh, 40k books, like I- every page had like a really motivating little saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they also used to have that in like the old Dawn of War games for the loading screens. Yeah. Like today's thought. Blessed is the mind too small for doubt. I don't know if they're doing it now, but they used to like all the, <sighs> not talking specifically heresy here, but a lot of the like old older codexes and stuff used to have a fantastic description of the 40k universe yes. in and of itself. It is the and 40th like, millennium. Yeah, it's basically here's a game. Here's a game that we play with brightly colored painted toy soldiers. The world you're playing it in is a is a fascist dystopian future where basically it's war or die, and that's a good Monday kind of thing. And it's like, wow, <laughs> I miss yeah. that. 
I mean, there's been a lot of debate currently whenever this comes out, uh, where apparently there's a tournament of 40k somewhere in the world where somebody shows up with like swastikas or like uh, oh, yeah, they showed up with like fascist yeah. symbols and they're like, well, 40k is actually about pro-fascism because one leader unifies. No, it's not. Nobody ever said, hey, the emperor is the good guy. There are no good guys. That's inherent fucking point. <laughs> Unless how, you're an ultramarine the player, fuck? then you've got your head up your ass. It's Sorry. like, yeah, it's like those <laughs> Americans that read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein are like, oh, the monster's the bad guy. No, he isn't. He's a monster. He's a child, basically. It's like going to kindergarten and flipping over, like, because you could become the next Stalin. No. No, that's... Why are you like this, America? Why have you always been like this? Right, that, that's like four different <laughs> podcast topics we can go through. Um, hours. Uh, shall, I, shall I jump in with mine now and to try and pull us back yes. on? Yes. Then okay. I've got a question for everyone. Okay, fair enough. Um, ooh, okay. Uh, again, a lot of good ones have already been taken. Um, good ones? <laughs> check, well, good as in interesting characters and ones that I happen to like, and you nailed it first off, Freddy. So, I mean, you know... What Plenty of wrong answers have been provided. Now I, Jody, shall tell you why. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, if I've got to pick... If I'm going to pick a Deus Ex Machina kind of character, I mean, it's I like Erebus, and I like him because he's a bastard, and he also, you know, gets his face cut off. Spoilers, which makes me feel very happy. Um, I really like as a combo, especially in later books, John Grammaticus and Elias Pearson, the um, the immortals. You know, the uh, the forever living human agents of the cabal and, and all that sort of stuff. Although technically Elias isn't. Um, mostly because yes, they pop up in books, especially Grammaticus books, and does stuff that basically moves plot along or throws a spanner somewhere or something. But in these last few books, you've been getting to hear a lot more about them again, and they are incredibly interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would left field pick those guys, and Sigismund. Yet again, Sigismund I think happens to be a freaking awesome uh, character. Again, had that wow moment, um, that I get you moment from the the latest book. But in general, I just think he's he's a really good microcosm of. The seeing the the journey of space marines questioning their beliefs from the other side, from the in quote unquote good guy side, um, because you see a lot of that, and a lot of the the marines on the traitor side running away from or being able to let out their issues and then finding new ways to go, but it's not that in the. Um, on the loyalist side as much. You've got, you know, he's there with this prophecy that he's had for a long time, coming true, you see stuff happening. And then and he stands up to his yin father about it, which I don't he think actually steps anyone else up to does. Dawn. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. He steps up to Dawn and says this shit and with the knowledge that he could very well get his head lopped off if nothing else. I but think it's actually really it. fun when he, when he originally does it, because 
He's like, I don't want to command the, the fleet in the void for fall. And Dorn is like, okay. No explanation necessary. I trust you implicitly. And it's like, yeah, and the reason I don't want to do it is because, like, this crazy woman told me, and I really feel like I should tell you, and he's like, you fucking what? First yeah. Horus, now this bullshit. You go yeah. to your room. I'm not even fucking kidding, Sigismund. Literally, <laughs> go to your fucking room, kind of deal. And it's, yeah, I think Sigismund's up there. Um, I think he's a brilliant character now. I think he's a brilliant character. It's only taken, what, 70 books or whatever it is to get there. But, I can accept um, free. Fi- I can accept. I can accept disobedience, but I draw the line at free thinking, Sigismund. God damn it! And listening to a woman, apparently. Yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> well, we've all been in that situation, like you know, when our friends disobey us because they want to listen to their wife, the original uh, wifing. Yeah, that is a wifing in the forty-first millennium or thirty-first millennium, I should say. Um, but talk about Sigismund. I mean, I think it's harder. I'm not a writer, but isn't it harder to write a cool good guy than a cool bad guy? If you compare him to our Savatar, for example. Savatar, fluff-wise, is evil as fuck. He slays children for nothing because he just wants to. And yeah, but think about Savitar. He's unabashedly evil too. Like he doesn't yeah, it, he doesn't dress it in hypocrisy, he doesn't lie. He's just like, this is who I am. Yeah, yeah. His... I was born this way. Yeah, perhaps. But uh, is it, as a writer, easier to write a cool bad guy to get him popular than to write a good guy to make him No, popular? I think you're right, Pelle. Is it... Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you on that. I don't know. That's, that could be the case. No, I think I got you're right. A... And about your choices, Jody, yeah. uh, I have opinions on this. No, I'm kidding. As somebody who actually liked... Uh, Unremembered Empire. I think the parts yeah, with Alanis Pius and John Grammaticus, when they're like, we should kill Vulcan, we should not. Aww. I actually thought, found those parts, just like the part with uh, Narek, like this, the, the sniper from the word bears, like, I don't like demons. I don't like demons at all. I don't like what they're doing to you guys. Yeah. I thought that was really engaging, like the human parts of it, and the fact that they phased out the cabal parts and more focusing like on the divine like ineffable it. plan of yeah, um no, or is it or is it the other way around? I can't remember which way it is, whichever way it is in the last two books, like I said, you learn more about grammaticus and person per that way, but you also as a knock on effect, you learn more about the emperor and you learn more about the past. And that's why I love it, because these characters bring in an extra, like you say, point of view, but extra connection, which gets revealed. And then you see um, more about these characters from a less unreliable narrator, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, sorry. No, it's just like it's like what Pelle said before about having the humor perspective in earlier books. The yeah. point of the Remembrancers was to have ordinary humans' perception on the divine deeds of, like, these Herculean semi-human gods. And it, they come back to it, but in a slightly better way in the later books. And I appreciate that as well, because now you get the human perspective, but they've really refined it. Yeah. It's not as, like, clumsily shoehorned in, where they have to, like, follow a fat photographer sneaking around the bowels of uh, Horus' flagship to meet his friends in like a steaming boiler room to talk about the divinity of God. 
It's more like, and then this happened, and it seamlessly flows into the main story. Definitely. Very much. Very, very cool. Uh, before you ask your question, by the way, Chris, Freddy. Yeah. You get two more characters to put to uh, froth about now, so go for it. Which <laughs> do I get to... two more characters? Well, 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 basically, from Pele onwards, we've all had three. So, I, yeah, had well, one. I had uh, one. Yeah, I had one. You had one chance. So you can have as many characters as you want to say, Freddy, but I just want to be known. In doing so, you acknowledge that you're actually more verbose and less consistent than I am. So go ahead. Take your uh, shot. If you say so, mate. Uh, well, I love Karn. He's really yes. nice. He's a super cool character. And the problem is, I kind of had like a... It's, it's kind of... You can't I'm not just re- stop there, man. I'm not, I'm not really into A Thousand Sons, but I find Ariman kind of an interesting character to follow and, and read. And and I love his interact- interaction with his rememberser like, and, and how they talk yeah. and stuff. And his interaction with Magnus. I think he's like a perfect character. He's kind of... He, he makes it interesting because it... There's a massive gap between a Primarch and a human. And I think that he he kind of breaches that gap pretty good in the novels by being the person that kind of seem is still connects with connects with humans, but still can connect with Magnus. So yeah. so I like him. Yeah, there is I think there's something about characters that the bridging characters, if you want to put it that way, that work so well. Yeah, well, kind um, of lo- Loki is, is kind of the same. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like lo- Loki's interesting, and he was like the first one that you kind of met met with, like got introduced in the Black Book. But uh, I like Ariman and his dialogue he has with his uh, remembrances or whatever you want to call them. Can I, yeah. can I ask you something or, about? Ariman uh, is a really interesting character. Yeah, yes. He loses a little bit in the Fort K fluff, I think. But uh, his hybris is well written here. He's tried to rescue his legion. By... I mean, it's all about that sort of stuff, isn't it, really? Let's be fair. Um, yeah, and I mean, there are some cool parts in... There used to be some cool parts in 40k, like how Ariman like, basically tries to go to Kimura and then he tries to break into like the webway and just steal information from the Harlequin like internal library. Yeah. But I agree with Pelle. It's more like, look at the cool stuff he does, rather than like, these are the motivations of my actions. But it, it's more personalized in the 30k fluff, I find. There's a little bit in the 40k as well, but it, it's more about like what's on his mind and his like interior, inter- like his own thinking and shit. Otherwise, it's more like kind of like an action novel, like the like not not the latest one. They tried to fluff him out a bit, and he was going to get forgiven by Magnus and yada yada yada. <laughs> but uh, like like there's a big massive period there, I think from like fifth edition up to a little bit yep. now that where where it's just you know it's kind of like more bolted ponish, but with magic bolts. Yeah, it's sort of unfortunate because I felt that in the earlier parts of the heresy, whenever like the Thousand Suns and the Warbearers hung out, they could have made like a differentiation between the different tools they have for accessing the warp. Like, hey, we use pharmacological sorcery, we use like sigil-based sorcery, and 
it's kind of funny because now in the later books in the Siege of Terror, and if you haven't caught up to Siege of Terror, dear listener, you really should. It's basically whatever they're on, Starter like just keeps shitting on the Thousand Sons for being hypocritical, and uh, Araman uh, is just shitting on Sardulayek for being an obedient sheep. But they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same damn thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, you... you oh, wait, hang on. You said you had another question for us, didn't you, Chris? Yes. Right, uh, before you do that, sorry, I'm going to be a cunt. I'm going to jump in and say two other things. One, Argel Tal, brilliant character. Yeah, no, but we can't go there. It's too easy. That is too easy. We're still <laughs> brilliant character. Also, the assassins, the assassin team from Executioner, isn't it, or something like that? I can't remember what it's called. The where they what, you get the nemesis. Assassin, nemesis. Thank you very much. The assassin team—they're all crazy as fucking. They're all as crazy as a bag of cats. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, I like okay. like the hacker assassin, the least hacker useful assassin. member. Yeah, the, I love. I tell you what, the the um, the Eversor assassin is just beautiful. I mean, batshit insane. Um, is it the Eversor? Which one's the Eversor? Sorry, hang on. Eversor is the crazy combat one. Yeah, the yes. one that kind of can explode. Yeah, and then yeah, he's have one like that explodes. The... He's like, I want to take on a marine and see what it's like. Yeah, and the Vindicare is the sniper one, and the Calidus is like the shapeshifter. Yeah, and the Vindicare is epic as well in that, just because of the way he slays a las cannon to his rifle and then murders someone. It's beautiful. Anyway, what was your question, my friend? <laughs> my question is, and it's going to take like some legwork to just explain it, and I'm going to try yeah, and there. be decently brief. There's extemporary battles in every black book, and those were pretty much instrumental in me choosing a legion. And I just want to see which is your favorite like exemplary battle, just short form, because everybody gets one in the black books. And since we all picked like one legion that we're currently harting on, I'd just like to hear your favorite exemplary battle from the books. And I could probably start this time just to get it started. And I'm gonna say the Emperor's Children one, where they have like they have a planet filled with warriors and they realize that these people are really good fighters, but they're honorific dualists. So instead of just like bong, instead of glassing them from orbit and moving on, they go down and they fight in a hollowed out asteroid filled with mirrors and the entire people. And like the captain, a Terran veteran from the second company, duels their grand champion to the death. And then in the end, he like he offers him life because he's a good warrior. And the aliens like, no, this is the choice we made. And the entire race to to the man throws themselves on their blades to acknowledge defeat. And then Priscilla like. Yeah, that's kind of awkward, but we're going to take their swords to honor their memory. And also, we really like swords. Steal their shit. <laughs> yeah. And they keep doing that, and nothing bad ever happened from that decision. No, no, no. Grim. No, no, no. Look, a nice shiny thing. Yeah. So, Me and Tim so had a really good discussion about Full Grim on the last... How can it fucking be? <laughs> Me, me, and Tim from the Eye of Horus had a really good discussion about the book Fulgrim in the last uh, gangbang episode of uh, Eye of Horus. If you want to hear more about Tim's opinion on that, you should check it out. He, oh he loves God, the book Fulgrim. Fulgrim. He loves that book so much. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's a good yeah. book. He particularly loves the fact that the Terminator-clad Phoenix Terminators are sitting down on the Wraithbone chairs and eating salad. <laughs> do they? <laughs> they I do. I remember that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't mention they're eating salad though. <laughs> it's uh, implied, particularly the part where it's like, "Hey, Horus gonna betray you." And let's see if we can do this. 
And Fulgrim stands up and says, Outrageous! And this is the moment the Eldrod recognized that he has a demon blade. And yeah. he didn't notice it until then. Yeah, I, I always imagine how... Uh, the blade has been shadowing it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a, very, that's a very cool exemplary battle I've got on that. That's very cool. Yeah, do you have a favorite one, Jody? Maybe for the Iron Warriors? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go... Um, I don't know if it falls in the exemplary battle segment of the book, but again, book three. We're going from the Black Book specifically. Um, it's the Battle of Fowl. <laughs> And it's oh, actually yeah, yeah. technically it's in the I think it's in the uh, Imperial Fist section, but because it's both, it's the Imperial Fist and the Iron Warriors at the same time, and that it's a fleet battle, ship to ship battle, and it's what leads to, uh, if memory serves, because it has been a while since I've read it, so I'm sure somebody will jump on me for it if I've got it wrong. It's what leads, uh, or the events of this is what leads. Um, Perturavo to, to design the Iron Circle. It is. It's entirely correct. Thank you. All right, I'm just <laughs> scratching my brain after a couple of years of reading it um, since I last read it. But basically, it is the, the entire fist fleet that stays behind or is there. I can never remember exactly. Uh, they basically jump on board the Iron Warrior ships and they get within a closed door of Perturabo before they're wiped out. Yeah, and he, he yeah, basically breaks one. through the door because yeah. there's like an elite Terminator team like, yeah, okay, okay, we made it. They're like the guys in the Leroy Jenkins video. They're like, okay, shields oh, up. Sorry. We're yeah. going to do this. That's Everybody Leroy Jenkins! We got, we <laughs> got this entire way. We fought through the best of Iron Warriors. Hey, you yeah. read it, Solomon? Yes, I am a contemptor. You read the rest of the guys? Yes, we're just going to go like, and Perturabo just goes through the door like, you fucking what? And just slaughters yeah. him to a man without any effort. It just looks around like. Is that the story oh who God. starts with a guy who wakes up in the middle of deep space because he's yes. blown yeah. out from his spaceship in some way? Yeah. And they have like a record scratch, like, yeah, that's me. That's You're probably me. wondering how we wound up here. <laughs> that was exactly what I was just thinking. And you've actually got um, Pollux there as well. He's actually yeah. part of the fight. Um, You're just playing what you say. That's me. Yeah. Ooh, what you say. You're probably yeah. wondering how I wound up like this. I think that's where he loses his hand as well, if I remember rightly. Um, I think I think Bert Robert yells at them once. You are literally like children to me. And as he's yelling that, he hits one of the legionnaires with the contemptor's arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's fuck off my lawn, basically. Um, <laughs> get the fuck off my lawn. Whack. <laughs> you gotta love the optimism. They're like, hey, we fought through like 20 Marines. We can take on Port Robo. Can't you, you really know? You do but, okay, know how this is gonna work out. Question Did anybody bring a vortex grenade? No. Good luck. <laughs> they should be like, <laughs> you're pretty fucked. How many of you guys played second edition? Yeah. None? Second edition. Okay, we're uh, fucked. Grenades. <laughs> yeah. Or you take out half a fucking Titan's hit points. Hans, you can lose your entire army. army. Yeah, it it, it's a good pick because it always made me feel about like this over ambitious role playing group that you get sometimes when you're DMing and they're like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna fight a dragon. And you're like, you guys are level two, you know, this is not gonna end up well. Hey, <laughs> we got the tactics, we got a monk, I can do magic missile twice. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. You go in and aggravate the dragon. Let's see how this works out. And yeah, Pertrov's just like, a, go boop it, snoot, and see what happens. Oh yes, it's beating you to death with your paladin's arm. 
congratulations. <laughs> and also, yeah. just can you imagine how insulting it has to be for Puerto Rico? Because he knows that people look down on him, right? Like, he's used to this, but it's gone so far that the Imperial Fist has the audacity to think we 10 Terminator Elite can take on a Primarch. It's just, it's insulting more than it's any could sort you, of danger to him. Could you honestly But imagine... that story ends with a cliffhanger, right? It's one yep. Terminator who like wakes up and aims his assault cannon. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, cliffhanger. Uh, Only Strengthening will save me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I swear to God, man, you can imagine that Perturava went out, wiped out those guys, walked straight back into his his uh, his room, shut the door, and basically sat down at his computer and went For the attention of Rogel Dawn, this email will find me very vexed. What the <laughs> fuck, bro? You couldn't send Husker. You couldn't even send fucking Sigismund. What the fuck? And then he's all like, "We had chance. We could have made it. We could have been bros again." But no, this is how you see me. And then what's worse, he doesn't send it. He deletes it and just stews on it. No, he sends That's it, fucking... and Dorn gets like an email. It's like Sigismund Pollux. The computer is doing like the ping sound again. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know how to. You... Pollux, get over here and poke at the servitor. I don't know how to use this thing. I'm building How a wall. Got I don't know yeah. Windows 98. Yeah. My lord, have you tried Somebody opening it? No. Th- Look at all his spelling mistakes. He must have been angry when he wrote this. So, yeah, Pella, which is your exemplary battle? Uh, good question. After listening to you two guys, uh, you have the Prince of Crow, of course. How can you not like uh, Savatar maglocking himself on a fucking. Siphon fighter, or no, uh, not the siphon, the other one. It's like a Nighthawk. Oh, it's something we haven't got a monster. Fucking deep space, right yeah. into enemy ship. Uh, that's a good one. Is that but... the one? Is that the, sorry, is that the one where he, or is it, it might be a story that I'm thinking of, an actual book where he makes uh, friends with somebody on the ship and then. No, that's a, that's a later one. This is a pilot. That's what it's called. Okay, okay, thought so. I just wanted to check. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, this the, is the one. That's the Prince this of Crow. He's, yeah. he's uh, become friends, so to speak, with a p- female pilot of the fighter. But that's an interesting, interesting point because there are a Raven God there in Savatar's entourage who has turned. And you don't really know know anything about him because Savatar cut off his tongue at uh, Istvan. And, wow. uh, and uh, those Night Lord who has the balls to ask Savatar, you know, get whacked. Yeah. So he just hang around there, can't say anything. Yeah, you never get any more information about him. Yeah. That's that's just a cliffhanger in the story. I really want to know and more about this guy. I can't remember his name now. <laughs> um, like I really see this on Istvan. Savatar is like upset in a way that only a Night Lord can be. Find this poor fucking Raven Guard. Rip off his helmet. Says you're fucking alive. I'm gonna c- cut your tongue. Put the helmet back on, and now you're my bitch. Pretty hard yeah. And it never mentioned it again, like Yeah. Not before nor after. Not in in the um, novels after that. Yeah, and that guy know. doesn't die there either. No, he's still alive out there somewhere. Um besides that uh, we flip Legion now to 
it's not in a black it is in a black book but um first time demons pour out you get uh, blood angels versus demon in that book. oh yeah cygnus prime cygnus prime yeah that's right. a pretty good book as well because that's the first that's time yeah the background is this that the horus sends the blood angels way to this planet where, where there's a demon incursion and he his plan is to flip them you know to get the blood rage there are corn demons you know to them off but um and this door builds up to the last part of the book is mostly bolted porn that could be interesting as well but the built up to where they actually don't know. They start where they don't know what you're fighting. They're finding lots of weird stuff in deep space on the planet. You can't explain it because they don't know what demon is. And suddenly, uh, yeah, there's a crescendo, the battle. Uh, Sanguinius is almost killed. You got these greedy demons there. Uh, the battle part is not that good written, that's what I think. But it is a good book, interesting book, and they have done a great job describing how they're facing the demons. And the yeah. blood angels are really close to flipping there. They yeah, and the they actually started blocks. they started humanizing Sanguinus a lot in that one, because you can see his like doubts and his fears. Yeah. And he talks to Horus in the beginning, like you're saying, he's confiding in him because uh, Horus can actually see when they fall, is it the black rage they fall to? Yeah, yeah, black. Sorry, black rage, not blood rage. Yeah, because uh, uh, what's happening in the beginning of the book, um, the blood angels has this flaw. Then Sanguinius knew about it. And what's happening in the beginning in the book is that Horus see the blood angels drinking blood. He can't stop and get executed. And this very make his plan with them, I guess. Yeah. And the best part and is in that Erebus book, is Sanguinius is almost dead. <laughs> and that's what yeah. happens when, you, when that happens. The blood ages totally go frenzy. Um, he doesn't die, of course. He dies on terror, but that's another story. That's, uh, that's a good, that's an um, interesting battle. And apparently I'm building blood ages as well. But... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good for you. Good choice. You should be, build all the legions. Of course. No, I think that's a, that's a really time. good book. It's a good book because it's one of the first books where it humanizes. And you can see your sort of discord between Horus and Erebus. Because Erebus is like, yes, and by sending them, you discard them from the war. And truly, they will be out. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. I want Sanguinus to go there. Yes, he goes there. I want him to face the demons. Yes, he faces the demons. I want him to see my point of view. Yes, he dies in combat. No, I want him to see my point of view. Yes, your point of view of the blade that stabs him. No, listen, Erebus. I want to go to Cygnus. Yes. I want to fight the demons. Yes. I want him to realize that it's okay to be a mutant and demons exist. I'm not quite following my you. Bad. Okay, okay. And that's where he starts to get fed up with Erebus. And also you can see like the humanization of Sanguinus because it sort of starts low-key answering the question, why can't Sanguinus be Warmaster? Sanguinus doesn't think he can be the Warmaster. And that's the short it's answer. It's a to confidence it. issue there. Yeah. yeah. Because he yeah. thinks that Chris, it's a perversion. A serious question here. Yes. Do all pricks in the 30k universe, uh, universe talk like that? 
Uh, yeah, no, just the really asshole ones who get like a late transformation. They sound like the evil counselor. Yes, yes, truly, my lord. We shall ensure. He only, he only that knows one voice, Pella. Let him be. No, I could, I could uh, do your voice, but my English is too good, and I'm too erudite. <laughs> if you say so, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I lost it. Now you're wondering where oh, does Christopher Freddy, get off time? saying this? I get off saying this knowing that it would take Freddy over an hour to get here and I could probably escape in the meanwhile. <laughs> you can just uh, lock the door. <laughs> that won't help. If Freddy wants to get in, he'll <laughs> get in. Yeah, and we all know what, what resources he has. How's fucker going around run from here? You haven't had a car. No, no, no. Freddy gets here. The fucking bus. Freddy gets hey, in my place. He, he, he'll die in his suburb anyway, shot like in the back in some good. fucking park. No, it's going to be like a black adder. I'm going to tragically cut my own head off falling down some stairs while shooting myself. Yeah, obviously good. suicide. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Well, Freddy. in Solna, that's like the, the, a typical day. It's all suicide. <laughs> Nobody would question it. So, Freddy, right. what's your favorite black book story? Or exemplary uh, battle? Uh, the Brax- Praxial Compliance. Which one is that? Uh, it's uh, Empress Children one. Oh, do tell. Mm-hmm. Is well, that the it, one with the crystals? No, no, that, that's the one where they, it's like a massive compliance battle where they try and basically they decide they need this uh, uh, the, uh, this area, Praxil, and it has like heaps of resources and shit. And they just decided that, well, we're not going to send the fucking world leaders. We're not going to send the space wolves or anything because there won't be any fucking thing left for us to scavenge. Or join the Imperium. We want we want to win this battle and win it like uh, in a decisive victory and shit. Uh, and then they decide to send the Empress Children because you know the perfection and all. Mm. And obviously it doesn't work according to the plan. And what happens when plan doesn't work according to what the Empress Children have decided the plan should be? Try and screw everything in sight. No, no, no. What? No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this is pre fucking pre falling okay, into. Enough. Bullshit. So you obviously have they have pride issues and shit. And the thing is, uh, one thing about this exemplary battle, which I like, uh, uh, is that it gives you another insight into the different Crusader fleets. And the thing is that on each Crusader fleet, there seems to be like some representatives of the War Council of Terra. Uh, because in, in this exemplary battle, from memory, they uh, whoever this rep- representative is, sends for like uh, reinforcements because she, uh, I think it's an old lady or some shit from her. Um, I just remember this because you forced us to read book one again, Jody, when we did our podcast thingy. Uh, so so uh, she sends for reinforcements uh, because she knows that the pride of the Empress children would never admit defeat, so they would never ask for help. So instead of making, they will eventually win, though. She knows that his, his plan is sound and that he will win this battle, but it will take too long. And uh, this uh, Empress children dude, he would never admit that it will take too long, so he will never ask for help. So she requests AIDS. Aid, aids, aid in her name, and uh, from memory, it's the Blood Angels and shit, and Imperial Fists, which is kind of fun because it's one of the few battles where the Empress Children and the Imperial Fist and the Blood Angels are actually fighting together, 
And the one thing I remember, because I remember back in the day, I used to see, um, we all remember the Empress Children uh, heraldy. I'm looking now in Codex Chaos Space Marine. How the fucking, um, the clawed eagle thing. I'm looking at yep. this massive, cool artwork picture. The claw, Which claw page? eagle. Uh, it doesn't. It's that artwork page. So it doesn't have a fucking page number. It is blah blah blah. Fabulous blah blade. Doesn't have a page number either. This is annoying. Why did you do yep. this in the nineties? <laughs> Stupid Games Workshop. What the second have... edition Chaos Codex? Yeah. Why don't you have fucking? Uh... Yeah, they don't have appendices. Well, yeah, neither do that. Ah, uh, the artworks. Oh, never mind. Fuck it. But <laughs> you, you remember the claw? Like the, the actual heraldry of the Empress Children is like a winged claw, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a winged claw. And the thing is, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. Pissing me off. Anyway, uh, and the winged claw, and what happened is after this battle, uh, story short, the Empress Children refuse, refuses to take. Uh, Credit for this battle because they're embarrassed. Um, uh, the Blood Angels are super impressed. Rabuti Gilliman, this Papa Smurf, even takes the tactics of the Emperor Shilden and puts it into what later becomes like the Imperiale tactical bloody bloody thing, like the, the big book. Oh, yeah. of... The Codex of Stardust. Exactly. Uh, and then he, he, can, he puts it in there. And also, what happens with that they get a blood drop at that the claw holds. So they have that as oh, an honorary badge. Yeah. So that's from there. That's from there. That's very cool. Which I think is really nice tying it all together. It, it's kind of, it's like one of those things like how we know like the fucking Logar wrote the the Bible, Bible in quotation marks. Uh, that, exactly, that eventually becomes the religion of the fucking M Imperium in the 40k universe. The Librarius program was designed by Magnus that eventually becomes the real Librarius program in the 40k yeah. universe. It's like, it's all these little things that kind of tie, ties it all together that I find like super nice. And that's why I find the exemplary battle not just interesting in the way that it sees these forces fighting together, that Normally, never you never picture Empress Children, Imperial Fists, and fucking Blood Angels, because you oh. know Blood Blood Angels have kind of the same. It's it's sort of like the Empress Children, but but a little bit more artistic, flamboyant. Oh. They're better close combat rules. Yeah, they're well, that's because the rules are newer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hashtag Codex Crew. Uh, but but the thing, it, it's a kind of com nice combination, like yellow, red, and and fucking purple. I really like that palette kind of spreading it because it's kind of on the sa same side of the color wheel, which which I find kind of interesting. Uh, uh, but also that it gives you another insight in in kind of in a, a micro scale about the the arrogance and kind of sees why the Empress Children like the main floor. The blood in obviously, like Pelle said, with the bloodlust, uh, and the Emperor Children obviously have have their. They are super reluctant to agree when they're wrong, and they can't see their own faults. I think, like 
as you're mentioning, and one of the things I genuinely appreciate for heresy the older I get is there's, I hesitate to say a wrong, but to me, there's a good way and a bad way to connect something from the lore to the deeper story like this. Like, why does the Empress children have like a clawed wing with a drop of blood in it? Okay, that's cool. Like, that's actually something I find enticing. I want to find out about that. I do not need to find out where Han Solo got his fucking blaster. Nobody asked about that. I want to know. Yeah. Okay, then watch the movie Solo. I mean, you well, never I know that. I've watched the fucking movie Solo. You shouldn't have. It's awful. No, it's awesome. It's like God's punishment on an unjust earth. All I was no, missing no, no. was people turning lies. to stop. Lies. It's all lies. Uh, putting that contentious podcast splitting issue aside. <laughs> Re, you don't like Star Wars like I do. You must be wrong. Uh, no, I wrong. think those are good answers. Yeah, we're in one fandom. Let's not enter a totally toxic fandom. That would be a, that would be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, you, we're on. pushing two and a half. We're pushing two hours. I mean... We've come to the conclusion that fluff is awesome. It lets you build your armies and it ties the community together. Does anyone have some wise closing words? Pally and Freddy usually do this pretty well. Closing words? What the fuck? I don't know. Like we we haven't gotten into like when we first kind of uh, popped our virginity with the Horus Heresy. I think people want to know that. What exactly do you mean when you say it like that? Well, what, when was the first oh. time you got exposed to the Horus Heresy? Oh, okay. okay, okay. You, you already seen like a little bit of my my pictures in our little fucking Discord channel, but but still, just you know, when was the first time you got exposed to the Horus Heresy? That would be probably when we started play 40k in the second edition. Bluffwise, we we're exposed to that, and probably in Rogue Trader as well. But uh, I don't can't. Uh... It's actually not mentioned in Rogue Trader. It came. Yeah, it isn't right. Yeah. Um, yeah well, but the Rogue Trader fluff is a little bit another story. But anyway. Yeah, but they yeah. don't really focus on that shit. Like I think because yeah. they had the Slaves Freddy, of Darkness, yeah. which had uh, chaos, and that's where you had the Horus Heresy. I, I yeah. think Freddy taught me this that they invented the Horus Heresy to justify why they had a mirrored set for the original epic armies, right? Yeah, they adapted Titanicus one. Yeah. That is correct. And that's my first introduction to the Horus Heresy. Because that, that's where they kind of fluffed up the Horus Heresy. See, uh, I listened to you. Uh, after that, they had the, the first epic set, the Space Marine set. And that, again, why they had, when it, why it just came with two fucking sets of uh, Space Marines. And if, it's funny, I have that box, but it's not right here. It's in my fucking storage area. But there's where you see the original color plates for the Traitor Legions, and you'll be surprised. We should actually, if I get some time, I'm going to take some photos and we can put it up on the yeah on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, interesting Good. fluff wise uh, picture there. Yeah, definitely. Really, really see like and how the different Legion symbols have evolved from back in the day. And yeah. and you guys saw when I saw the the because you remember the first picture of Horus, and that's actually. I know it, the the photo I took was from my uh, lead, what, no, fucking Slaves of Darkness book, but that photo is actually in the Adeptus Titanicus one as well. But it's way smaller than the one in the Slaves of Darkness. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting because I mean the original Primarchs were just as big as uh, the Adeptus authorities. No. It's like yeah, the they're, first one of Lehman Russ. It was just like a normal Marine with two wolves. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were used to regular, like they were chapter masters kind of back in the day. Yeah. And and when you first read about the Horus Heresy, they were chapters, and then eventually they became legions. And I think the whole legion thing uh, got evolved a little bit later because first they started out as chapters. That's how I remember it anyway. But I might remember wrong. This is fucking 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, well, I think maybe 40, who knows. The background in the 40K second edition, that's later than... Um... Mm these boxes yeah this but i, I think that like they... uh, the the first like i checked it up now pellet to double check your facts mm -hmm. and the first time they mentioned prosper burning it is actually in uh, in slaves to darkness i think and it's definitely mentioned in the second ed codex because then it specifically says the space marine uh like a uh, space marine space wolves fucked up the thousand suns Okay. So there you go. I think it. one of the best things that they did in the first parts of, because I've read this way, way afterwards, obviously, because it wasn't in it then. They made it apocryphal in the first parts because they were like, that's the justification to why we had so little information on what happened during the Horus Heresy because nobody remembers and it's all been expunged from Imperial Records. So you didn't have to give people a lot of information. They're like, hey, there's a big rebellion. These people fought. Plathic prodigal sun turns to darkness. Fill in the <laughs> blanks yourself. And it worked back in the day. You didn't need a lot of things because it was a bit more like a role-playing game. Yeah. Yeah, I That's think true. when they wrote that in the first part, you, they just write it. You had to write yeah. something. And then it turned out people are interested in this. We can write more. We can write books about it. We can do this and that. And It's like the on, two mi missing fucking legions. Like if people yeah. Like yeah. go yeah. bananas Will for they ever clarify that? <laughs> Probably it's, not. It's like it's a historical is... joke, right? Give me back my Legius, Marius, Virosius. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> be. Well, that's how it started back in the day, but yeah, but still, still, it, now, now it's just a thing that they shouldn't say it because it's yeah, it's way, it's way better. Than it. It's hinted one of the Horus Heresy books, uh, Black Library books. That's yeah. Oh, one is, reason is, the Ultramarines also... are so huge is the we soaked up what was left. Yeah, for yeah, at least one legion, yes. And uh, and also, I, I think from uh, the Black Library book, um, Imperius Secundus, like when they're walking in that throne room and there's like uh, two more spots. Yep. And we don't talk about them. And uh, the Malkador short story, when they walk down like to like the laboratories. Isn't and there's... Ten flaps Horus, psychically. No, no, it's yeah. not that. Like he's going there. I think it's 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 within his gathering his dudes, and it's that one human dude that is like a stormtrooper or whatever. Um, and he kind of oh, uh, yeah. he walks down there, and and there's like two more markings. Like he can recognize the gnarling wolf, and he can see like the whatever, like the different symbols. And then there's two that he can't recognize. Yeah. So it's like obviously because he counts the number of them, and it's like the. All the legions, including the missing two, which is good though. Like I like those little, like how they drop little things. And from the beginning, it was probably gave you an idea to reason to start your own army. Mm -hmm. Your own yeah, thing. because now, if you remember, Pella, way back, one of the original legions and extra dark angels were rainbow warriors. Yeah, and they were like the sort of the Aztec legion, which I think are very cool, by the way. Just to say, yeah, I, I, I mean I the name that. is. We might laugh at it today, but the Rainbow Warriors is a historically accurate name for what you could call it. It's like the War of the Flowers used to have in Aztec Wars. Yeah. Very, very cool. 
so I what are you gonna paint? Yeah, it would be, it's like the lamenters oh, yeah. though. It's like a nightmare to paint. <laughs> oh yeah, it's there's like there's like four or five single stripes of color and you know all that sort of stuff, and it's oh, it's a nightmare. Do you know um, what I've was, Do you know well, what I've always sort of liked with the idea that the Ultramarines just absorbed one of the legions? No. What about it? I like because it does explain why when they have the scouring, why there's such a large proliferation of differently tactically minded Ultramarines. Because you have everything from like the executioners to like the silver skulls, and obviously we know some of them are like loyalist uh, holdouts from trader legions, but there's like what 35 different chapters when they do the and all of them have like different specializations so i like how they all just come out of the woodworks and obviously some are like black shields and shit but some of them could just be like the second legion or whatever going like um yeah yeah we're a new chapter as well and our speciality is uh uh preacher companies which uh we we've we, we always did we always did no more questions when you want when you chapter yeah. send us into the cool stores yeah that's fair i mean yeah, <laughs> hard to argue with that when you say it like that. Um, I was going to answer, go back to answer Freddie's question though. Um, I'm like I said, I wasn't heavily into the stuff, but uh, Codex Chaos again was my sort of real exposure to the heresy without knowing what it was. If that makes sense. Again, not being hugely into 40k and and having read the stuff. I mean, it was one of the pastimes uh, while when. Games Workshop opened up in the town that I, I grew up in, in Swansea. Uh, we would go in and we would sit and read the codexes. I would sit at the painting table on quiet days if we didn't have school or, or whatever, college. We would sit there and, and just read the codexes. So we'd come across this stuff and it wouldn't really sit because it wasn't directly super tied into what was there at the time. You know, models and stuff and but it was there and it was mentioned. And then, like I said, I keep saying many, many times I came into the heresy itself later, but the seed was always there. Um, I, one of the few things that always disappointed me, and this is just a bit of a dig at everything else, is that there's no mention of, um, even as far back as the heresy, of um, Marines or, or anybody following Malice, the fifth Chaos God. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I would have loved something, but I, I guess it's because Games Workshop never held the rights to it. Even just in passing, something or other would have been cool. Um, but I guess that's a bit too left field, even for GW to pull out these days. I think we're going to cover it in a future episode, but they used to have, if you read like the old Realms of Chaos books, there used to be like, 50 chaos gods and malice was one of the oh, major yeah. ones but i think it's too abstract a concept to understand because basically it's antithesis of anything else yeah. if you have like yeah. 12 or 11 year olds you're gonna have somebody who pitches like into nurgle okay disease and like affluency yeah we get it like flanish excess yeah obviously you got a golf crowd Fiend, yeah okay labra fine cunning i get it rage bottomless rage yeah i get it okay okay uh the abstract concept of anti-nihilism what yeah, the four major chaos gods are you are you actually pretty basic human feelings? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. You can find it in these kinds of gods in many religions: life and death, rage, plotting, planning, rebirth, pleasure versus 
uh, hedonism, for example. Yeah, pleasure and pain. Man yeah. is ruled by two masters and all that. Yeah, yeah. You, you see it in every religion. Every religion that isn't that got more than one god. So it's easy to produce materials, write them, write about them, as so on. As you said, it's, it's easier a, for the player base to identify with as well. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. get this. Yeah, malice is empty. Everything. How do you do that kind of model, for example? Oh, I, to- I mean, I totally get it. And like I said, there's literally a thing where they don't own the, as far as I'm aware, they don't own the rights to it, even even because it did exist at some point. I, yeah. Something along those lines. But I get it. I just, you know, it's one of the it's few callbacks I wish existed, even if it's just one sentence somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know yeah, what, Jody? It's a good thing that Book 8 came out and you can make your own Chaos God. This is true. This is very true. Because uh, it, it could still happen, but I don't think they like it if you showed up a Warhammer world with it. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, you're yeah. playing something. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm not being very subtle about it. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was going to say before we wrap this up, the one thing that I did, I did want to talk about, and I think it's kind of important that we talk about it, is we've, we've gone through very specific. Like, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite sub-character? All that sort of stuff. What, what is your just your general favorite piece of fluff? Favorite piece of story? Favorite piece of information? Anything that's heresy-related from, from everything that's come out? What's your favorite story? What's your favorite bit? Uh, and I'm going to throw that at Christopher first. I think... And this just has to do with my choice of first legion, like everything that came out with the Alpha Legion in book three. Because they go through like uh, Alpharius and Armagon and like, but this story is a lie. And then the next part, and this story is a lie. No, actually, scratch that. I'm going to take book six retribution, the Black Shield stuff, especially the Ashen Claws. Okay. I liked and tired of like, what were these guys doing? How did that end up? And yes. They seamlessly tied it into the entirety of the heresy. And I might be partial because book six, six is the first book I actually bought in a physical copy. So to me, is it's not only just a book. It's also my entryway into the horse heresy larger community. I got it with like my first large order, like all my apothecaries and the Master of Signal. And I can still remember opening that like first package because I just had my kid. And like uh, I just got into the heresy community that way. I had a couple of models, obviously, but yeah, to me, it's not just book six. It's an entryway into the heresy, and looking at like the Black Shields and the Shadow Legion and stuff, it gripped me wholesale in a way that has not let go since. So That's sorry, cool. it's a bit of a cop-up, but I'm going to say book uh, six. It's a good, it's solid, mate. That's what I say. It's, it's, what's your favorite bit of heresy story? But That's totally legit. I'm, I'm well behind that. Pele, what about yourself? Uh, I got uh, first, um, there's a combination of the burned dagger and the uh, short story in the background from uh, second edition. It's where the night, no, the Death Guard turns, where Mortarion realized he cannot get away. Yeah. Second edition fluff, it's uh, actually Typhon who can't get away. Um, how they have to kill all the navigators. How 
basically Motarium is on Typhon's hook. He cannot get away. Yeah, that story. That is very cool. And we got all kind of different remembrance stories. I like him. Uh, and I do. I have to pick with Emotarian. Yeah, where Emotarian realized from the beginning, um, he cannot. It is destiny. He cannot get away from it. Not often discussed, but Mortarion has a has a really tragic story too, because yes, all he really yes. wanted was to get it from his dad. And like you said, it has to do with the fact that he was his marked. first stepdad treated him like shit. Yeah. He rebels, rebel, and almost get it. The guts then come his real dad, take the glory away from him. Yeah. And he's a bitter person, not in a different sense that uh Robo. But yeah, it's a tragic. He can, he's he hates tyrants. Yeah, and he sees his father as a tyrant as well, which he is, I guess. Yeah, um, now that's my favorite story. Which so, what what did you think about him facing off with the Khan in uh, uh, Scars when he tries to like recruit the Khan to become like the new warlord? Was it? Time ago, I read that, yes, they were on Prospero, right? Yeah, they're like dueling in the ashes of the Empire when it's like, uh, turns out Horus is a bit of an asshole. a little bit. They put it there because they wanted it. I don't, I don't, it doesn't apply to me, really. No, they obviously just wanted like a Primarch fight. Yeah, it fits like that. Uh, You want a fist fight in a bar in a movie. (laughs) Basically, now, uh, sure, he goes there, fails yet again to recruit someone uh, to yeah. do something. Um, sure, that's that's part of the story. It's interesting. The fight itself is, yeah, uh, no. dagger on the ship, who realizes, fuck, he's been screwed. The typhoon knew about it all the time. Yeah. He re- realized he can die. Yeah, because Matarian is the guy who always can take the punch, can always take the p- poison, whatever it is. He always survives. He can't kill it. Now he realizes he's going to die. I think it's that. Yeah, that's my pick. That's your pick. Freddy. Well... I have to say, like, going back to all the different books, after reading book one and, like, everything about the Istvan 3 one is just... Because comparing... It's a hard choice. It's either that or book two and three. Um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, as a hobby book, because obviously then book four is the best. But I'm talking about, like, uh, background books, uh, like book one, two, and three, like the first books, because... Coming back, like going back into when I started out with this hobby, as in wargaming hobby, and they talked about heresy, and you hear about like the, the betrayal at Istvan Five. That's always been in the fluff, all the way back. How, how like somehow like they they got betrayed and massacred, but you never knew anymore. Like you started to know stuff when you read the black books, like the 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 Horus trilogy, and then you read Fulgrim and stuff like that. 
but it's just like the, the way it's written in the historical narrative um, in book one, two, and three. I have to say, I just, I just love that background story, like how the entire like the, the bitter fighting and shit, uh, especially in book one, like from a it, it's really nice historical mastery. It's like picking up a book about Stalingrad and whatever, <laughs> and it's but it's obviously about the Horus Heresy. So. I've got a specific question for Freddy. Yeah. I know that like, you and I are of two different minds of this, and I find it really interesting to just hear your point of view, like pick your brain. Has there ever been anything that was like, alluded to in previous editions, like second edition or early heresy, that they covered and sort of explained, if I if I'm like approaching this correctly, is there anything that they like explain or like they point out how it was done and when it was done in the later part of Heresy where you're like, that was fucking unnecessary? Like the Han Solo gun thing. Has there ever been anything in Heresy where they explain something and you're like, we didn't need to know that. That didn't need explaining. Not really. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Nothing well, I, that, I, that I can just kind of well, put my finger on. I can think of one. Okay, let's hear it. It's not directly related to heresy per se, but it's involving the heresy. It's more related to 40k. Okay. Belisarius Call. Oh, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. well wait. That was a shit subplot shoehorned into a good book. Yeah. Just simply to acknowledge the existence of a character. Is, is that Sons of Selenar? Is it Sons of Selenar where they shoehorn him in? No, it's Wolf Spain. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the opposite. It's the secondary, one of the secondary or secondary level stories to the whole attack because he, he literally escaped in this super special ship from uh, off to go and learn other Mechanicum dark secrets or whatever you want to call it, and he has to escape through the horror, Sons of Horrors um, uh, space walls battle, fleet battle. What's going on? Uh, it, yes. is most, it is the most unnecessary piece of shoehorning ever. In a well, I can beat that because in Sons of Selenar, which really? is a short story, uh, the entire book is about like the Knights Errant and like some of the really engaging, cool characters, which we've followed and seen their development and like follow their leveling up and like skill point choices earlier. And the entire thing they do is they go to the moon and have a pitched battle and they do a lot of bunch of cool shit and then it turns out they did it because they need to pick up Carl's fucking homework about making Primaris Marines. Mm. They pick up the Rubicon Primaris. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't with no, and I mean, in that, that's why I wanted to hear like Freddie's opinion because he and I can think about different Sometimes he can be a bit more like not grouchy or like old man, but he can be a bit more touchy about some part of fluff, and I can be a bit more touchy about others. And I just genuinely appreciate his opinion on some stuff. Well, so, I'm more more into well. like the historical aspects, which is kind of that really gets gets my fucking groin burning. But um, I do enjoy There's the medicines for that now. Yeah, no. but still, like, yeah, I've I've avoided all those kind of things, like the plague. There's reasons why I don't read some of the newer books. If my crotch being on fire from reading the hairs is wrong, then by gumption, I don't want to be right. Freddy, twenty twenty one. Freddy, every year since the heresy began, let's be fair. Yeah, because we don't argue with that. 
Um, no. I guess it's my turn on the favourite bit of fluff, then, isn't yes. it, really? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Crap. Um, oh, there's so many... Uh, again, there are so many bits that I think that are so well written that are just alluded to, like the Council of Nikea. Get the outside perspective on the Council of Nikea. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that's a good one. Oh um, yeah, and you can see like how the vote, vote sorry, went down how, the vo- how the votes fell out, which yeah. you can see in like book uh, seven, I guess. Yeah, and who's trying to influence who in what way, and yeah, and you get a couple of surprises stuff. there too, like yeah, that, that's kind of fun. Um, another one I think that that's again alluded to more than anything else, or that because I can't remember. Um, Thousand Suns, so please correct me on this, is literally um, Magnus breaking through all the, the things to warn his father. And it's basically Magnus, father, and that's pretty much that's it. That's Emperor of Mankind, yeah. Yeah, that's, is it Master of Mankind? Is it, that, is it in that Yes, one? it's Master of Mankind. Yeah, that's kind of fun because, again, it's one of those things that gets alluded to, a little bit more detail on it, but it's just a case of, you know, these are the big things, but you don't really get deeply into them. But I, I honestly have a feeling that's how they're going to do the end fight with with Horus and the Emperor. Is it's going to be the lead up with Sanguinius, and then it's going to be like one or two things happen, and maybe somebody sees it from the outside, but that's it because it's too awesome to describe. Anyway, um, one of my favorite bits of fluff overall is. Probably the backbone story of um, burning of Prospera. Story of what you see it through the eyes of the scald, and he's telling the story, and then you you, know, you get to see how the wolves work, and you if eventually again spoilers for whoever hasn't read it. The twist at the end is basically that this guy is actually a plant by the Thousand Thumbs, and you have, you know, Russ and his boys have worked it all out, and they've only seen, he's only seen what they wanted him to see, and, you know, there's some beautiful bits and pieces in there, and he's literally, you see that Lehman Russ doesn't want to do it, he's trying to talk to his brother through this guy at one point. And then I read it for a second time, and you notice what they're showing him, for example, there's a point where you see um, how a wolf lord will, you know, they're not savages, but they're, they're smart. And they, they know how to play their role. They come into a battlefield, they let, you know, they support, and then they step in and they try to bring, a, they, you know, let's bring this fight to an end. We can go guns blazing into the teeth, you know, with all our teeth bearing, but we'll just drop something from orbit on top of it instead and do it that way. You know, it shows that they have many facets. And at the end, you, you kind of see that all along they've been trying to use this guy to, to show Thousand Sons, to show Magnus what they're capable of. Because I think even Russ knew at some point he was probably going to get called on to go after Magnus. What I mean, and I guess that's the thing about the Emperor's executioners they use the most effective tool to end the battle immediately. And usually it's complete yeah. and utter overwhelming violence, but that's not all that they're about. They're capable of cunning and guile, but 
they have been instructed to use as much violence as necessary. And if you're going to fight superhumans, that's what you need to do. If you need yeah. to keep superhumans in check, you use every tool at your disposal. But Russ wants to show them that there's more to us than just this. And some yeah. of the space will go, because they've been fighting next to him for so long. But is there? Is there anything more to us? And that horrifies him. And that's when they yeah. start slowly reforming to like the 40k space wolves. Exactly. And it's, but I just think as fluff, as story, that's one of those, it's a beautiful reread because you get more and more out of it each time. And it, he doesn't himself refer to it. He doesn't really refer to himself as the emperor's executioner. It's a role that's forced on him. Yeah. The role that's perceived about him. And that's the whole thing. It's such a great piece of story about perception and reflection and understanding and how that can be as much of a weapon as a bolter or a chainsword or anything else. Um, I think it's just a stunning piece of, of fluff, and I would I would love to be able to come up with something that layered, you know, for for my my own army. I mean, it'd be it's just a case of yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, I, I would that, just literally rag on this for hours. <laughs> oh wait, that, we have wait, we have <laughs> yes that entire uh, part with Magnus because it always stuck in my mind. How when he talks about that us in the Space Wolves are more than just Empty Blade, whom the Emperor thrusts at the heart of his enemies. And like yeah. one of the Space Wolf commanders are like, but are we? Is that not what we have made? And it it ties so beautifully into the soliloquy of form versus function. If you're perceived yeah. for something as long enough and you act as it, is that what you made? It always reminds me of like Rudyard Kipling's part about the soldier's lot. All of these millions upon millions of young men who were sent into war and then they have to come back and people like take the rifle out of arm and say, you're not a soldier anymore. You're like a fucking brick maker or a tailor. And they're like, but all I've known is being a soldier for two and a half years in the trenches and everybody I know is dead. How the hell do I go yeah. back? And that's what Russ wrestles with for the heresy. Every, yeah. Even when he meets his brothers, it's like, hey, Jagatai, why didn't you bail me out when I was getting fucked up by the Alpha? And he's like, why would I bail you out? A, you never needed anyone ever before. And B, what are you going to do? Execute me like you did with Magnus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what like, people uh, see him as. Yeah, and it's, it, it's awesome. Uh, and again, it, it ties it. You go look at it again in like Wolfsbane. Again, trying not to give too many spoilers, but when he faces the challenges that are ahead, when Russ faces the challenges ahead of him, he questions that, he questions himself and what these things mean, and then he gets it. It's another layer unlocked to be another layer of him. But anyway, I, I think that the overall point that we have brought up this evening is, one, there is so much fluff out there to go and enjoy, and you can draw armies and ideas and your own characters and whatever from almost any aspect of the stories that are out there. Uh, two, there are, we have huge and differing points of view on what is the most interesting or most influential piece of story out there. Um, I think that's super important to say as well. There's no, this story is the answer or this story is how it should be. Um, and I've loved listening to all of our different points of view on it. I really have. So... I think it's. I think after what two hours, an hour and a half of the intro, we're gonna we we we. I can say this for sure. We kept the outro pretty short, and by pretty short, I mean like less than five minutes, maybe five. Gentlemen, Definitely. we have officially reached megasode quantity of time. <laughs> I was gonna say we have reached a megasode level, um, but it's worth it. It's fluff. It is that important. Um, yeah. 
Fre- uh, yeah, yeah uh, Pelle, you couldn't stick around for the outro, right? Yeah, I can stick around. <laughs> Wrong answer. You can't stick around. Because <laughs> we've already recorded it and you weren't. Yeah, it did. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. You had to cut it out somewhere. That's fine. No, we no, this is it now. We cut nothing. We cut nothing. Nothing apart from... We uh, break for no one. Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fella. Yeah, fella, yes. you had that thing with the stuff, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You got, we're shitting. sorry you've got to run, but I tell you what, I'll cut it off now. We'll just cut it, We'll sort <laughs> the outro out without you, bro. We got you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I trust you. I wouldn't. My ex-wives never did. Um, anyway, so let's, let's just say we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for the chat tonight, guys. And if you if you guys are listening to this, you've got a piece of fluff that you're like, God damn, this is the most important thing ever. Or, you know, this character, this secondary character, or this lead character, whatever, they're the best thing in the heresy. Full stop. Fight me about it. Drop us a comment. on. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear from people who... I want to hear from people who like had a favorite character from Heresy who doesn't have a model and they're like, this guy is the fucking beast, goddamn knees. I made yeah. my own character and I play him all the time. Show us. Yeah, show us your pictures. Some, like Medusa or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think he's got rules. I can't remember. No. <laughs> he doesn't need rules now. But like Shadrach Medusin or like uh, that guy who hunts down Shadrach Medusin or. Yeah, that guy know. who does that thing that one time. <laughs> Uh, who's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. One more thing. Know. Just oh, about God. the thing that... Even Freddy... with no time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing that Freddy said before about, like, the color schemes in the old books tying into, like, the new ones. I like how they made a short story explicitly to explain why the Empress children have pink armor or, like, a pinkish issue later, but they don't have it in the beginning of the heresy. Because in 40k, they have, like, a pink-purple armor, but in 30k, they have, like, a purple armor. So there's a short story to explain why... It's important. These things are important, mate. Yeah. They are. They are very, and That's very why important. we love this hobby. Consistency. It's the key. Yeah, consistency. Not retconning. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, so what I can say is, again, thanks, guys, for the chat. It's been brilliant. Uh, hit us up with your thoughts on fluff and story and character and everything please do you can drop us an email you can hit us up on the facebook page right on instagram group or yeah or we've got our um, discord server as well right Fred? yeah that's right we should probably put that out on the facebook page well. we, yeah, we will work that all out yeah definitely we'll make sure that happens um but otherwise you know we'll come back in a couple of couple of minutes um with the wrap-up so yeah after we'll be this right back. exactly after this And we're back. And yes, that was Fluff. If Fluff was on the back of a sheep that hadn't been sheared for five years and then was dragged, raped, scraped, and then made the fluffiest blanket in the world ever. That was I won't, a I lot won't of apologize fluff. for being passionate. Nobody should apologize for being that passionate. This is the well, one subject you're allowed to express your emotions as a male, Christopher, so you are forgiven. 
Is he I forgiven just have for being feeling. a male, or is he forgiven for being his expressions? Yes, or or, or all of the above. All I of guess the above. That, fair enough. I guess that Freddie has like a small folded paper in his wallet because, of course, he still has a wallet, and it has like three points. Times it's okay to cry when the emperor loses his fight is number one. Number two is like old yeller. Number three is I don't know, like when a hockey team wins the Swedish Masters, and he just just now added. When you're talking about fluff and feeling the deep feels. Well, I mean, you're going to disagree yeah. on that, Freddie, or? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's kind no. of. No, but I, I mean, that was a lovely. Correct. Political correctness is overrated. <laughs> That's all that I'm going to say. Anyway, no. that that was a lot of fun and. I think I think sometimes there's an argument to be made that people forget about the fluff a lot of the times. I'm not saying that that's, that happens, but it, it does. Um, and I just think every now and then it's good to revisit the stories, the background, the history, because you never know what you might find. You could find a whole new army idea, or you might want to run your first event and find inspiration there. Who knows? I just think it's awesome that we get to talk about this stuff when we can, because we fucking love it. <laughs> I'm grateful I get to talk to Jody again. Oh, dude, you're too nice, man. You're too nice. I mean, I really like talking to you as well, Freddie. Much shit as I give you, but yeah. Aww. I like talking to Jody. I missed you. I uh, missed you too, buddy. But I'm, 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 I'm back or around or whatever. Whenever I'm needed, I'm here. You know how it works. I'll be around and about. But... Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's always a good chat. Fluff is always a good chat. I mean, God oh, knows how many times we veered off on veered off on topics just because somebody mentioned a piece of fluff. Yeah, well, it keeps, reminds us where kind of now where we, you know, came from. Yeah, it does, and I think every every aspect of the game has fluff. Um, you know, we might not always agree with it, but it's there. And you can always draw inspiration from it, which I think is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So, questions. What are we going to shout out in the wrap-up tonight? Have we got anything special we need to shout out? Uh, well, there's there's heresy a, events popping up again everywhere. Well, we do have uh, two events that we are supposed to shout out. Then let's uh, shout them out. Uh, well, the first one, I'm just going to bring up the information so you used to keep the <laughs> Everyone else entertained. <laughs> I guess. Da, da, da. Oh God, I can't. I can't tap dance on 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 radio. Oh, so, no. Um, I well, know. Oh I no. Oh no. Well, the first one is uh, our northern friends, like even north 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 of the proper, north. proper north. Yeah, up in actual, Umeå, actual geographical uh, north of Sweden. Yeah. That's correct. It's uh-huh. holding like an event in Umeå, the fifteenth to sixteenth of uh, January. So you should definitely go and check that out. And uh, besides that, I know part. there's a Finnish her- Heresy Weekend, which is on the well, basically that's holy fuck. I don't know if we're going to drop this episode for that because that is soon, soonish. Yeah, it is actually, isn't it? Good lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know there's. Right, I was going to say you, you can just fucked up the dates. 
Okay. Because I think he wrote, yeah, I think he wrote the 18th to the 21st of November, which is not a fucking weekend. So I think he means the 18th to the 21st of December. Otherwise, it would be retarded. Yuka, get back to us. Surely yeah, let us know, man. Hit us up. Surely it is December, mate. And then it all makes sense. I'm sure it is. He's probably blinded by the lights of the beacons from Gondor yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I there guess... There is, I was going to say... Uh, I guess the, well, there's a Horus Heresy there, team event. There's the team event that's being run in Denmark. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, if you just search for Horus Heresy team event, um, it's out there. Or if you have a look in the uh, Horus Heresy Denmark group, I'm sure it's put up there as well. Um, yep. so that's a cool and, uh, event. Event the Scandinavian event group. You also have mm-hmm. Dirty Thirty Her. which is uh, on the 27th of November down I really uh, wish I could go to that one well you're fucking close there you should go there definitely Uh, it's not that easy to get there in a wheelchair mate so (laughs) Um, I know I know but But it's uh, give me a break I just built I'm just building the stuff I'm not going to have it painted in time But yeah, it's going to be a cracking event, that her event. I'm uh, very much hoping the boys have a good time with that one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, keep some people going. Uh, I wish I could go. God damn yeah. it. Too many commitments <laughs> until fucking Christmas. Yeah, but then you've this, got the LVO to look forward to next year, though. This is why you should have a crippling fear of commitment. There's it's enough of us that have those. I know. But still, you know. Next year, I've always told everyone next year is going to be the year of fucking heresy, so then I'll definitely go to almost every single event. Yeah. I definitely, I, want, I tell you what, I do want to give a special shout out to the event up in uh, up in Umia. I've been talking with Joachim and a couple of guys involved with it, and I've seen how to look at some of the, the mission stuff and everything. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, man. If you can make it there. And don't don't give me none of that. It's too far to travel, Swedish people. They've got bloody airports and train stations and everything. You can get there. You just have to, you know, one foot forward, one foot in front of the other, and, and make the effort. And obviously, have a heresy army and be a heresy player. But you know that goes by the by. That is true. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, we should just be happy that all the events are are fucking back on again. Very much so. Fuck yeah. And now Very after all so. this this background fluff, you should all be fucking inspired to go nuts and start collecting new armies. Do like twenty twenty two is gonna be the year of the heresy and yep. let's end twenty twenty one on a fucking positive note and try to hit as many events as you can. If you want us mm-hmm. to shout out any more events or if you have anything else you want to shout it out in the podcast, just let us know let us know. And don't forget, we're kickstarting the raffle back up again for awesome. 2022. Brilliant. So you, so you go and check our Facebook page. Uh, our, have we updated raffling for there? If we haven't, I'll have to get on. It will be. Yeah, I, think it, I think we'll say we will update it no matter what, just to make sure it is up to date. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. So we'll yeah. have to work on that and get everything done. If you want to donate anything to the raffle, uh, hit us up as well. Definitely. That would be very cool of you if you can. If you can't, if you can afford a ticket, 
just yeah. as important. If, if you have any army suggestions, unit suggestions, or cool rules suggestions, or like mission suggestions, or anything that you have kind of kitsch bash, you want to play tested, or you just wanted to like run it by get your stuff into our red books, black books, whatever books we're producing at the moment. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. And uh, then, then you set us up as well, because maybe your unit or your fucking rules or your missions will, you know, be inside the book. Obviously, we'll write uh, a little notification saying like thanks or contribution by Mr. X or Mrs. Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so just hit us up if you want something that you think is cool and you want the community to see how cool it is. I would say it's happened in the past, um, and if you if you are looking at running an event or you want to have you know pick somebody's brains on running events that sort of thing, uh, hit us up as well. Um, I know Freddie when he's got time, more than happy to sort of look into that as well. And a couple of us have been helping him along the way, so maybe we can help out as well. Um, but yeah, and obviously not just us. There's lots of other people out there who can help. But we just want to let everybody, you know, let you know that there's a, if you want the help, we're here to help because, you know, apart from Chris, who is permanently trying to murder heresy whenever he sees it. Um, oh, I, I'm not trying. <laughs> oh, sorry. Christopher, who is succeeding at murdering heresy at every point he sees it. Regicide um, is a noble duty. <laughs> yeah, true. But have you seen our king or Sweden's king? Um yeah, he can take care of that himself. I don't know if like twenty years of cocaine and loose women didn't do it. Then the man's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Um, yeah, and there we have it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything else we can say on the top of that. There is there really. Um, all right then. Well, let's try and go but let's go back to the uh, the traditional sign off i don't know if you guys have been using it while i've been gone but hey let's uh, give it a go oh yeah we have that's all right then i don't feel like i've been gone too long then um all right then i'm gonna say it's a good night from me and a good night for me and me and remember guys treat life like 30k be angry on in the streets be fulgrim in the sheets and try not to lose your head this is the Varangian heresy podcast signing off